In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. It's Warhorse and you need to shut your mouth, open your eyes, and clean out your ears because it's time to listen to the Raw and Order podcast. That's right. They're bringing you the best in all that meaty podcasty goodness in one, what is it, an hour, two? Who cares? Who gives a shit? You need to listen to it right now or else Warhorse is going to, I don't know, roll your ass. Welcome to another episode of Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet that is actually still watching the finale of Full Gear yesterday for reasons. Um, I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. He'll be joining in camera hopefully soon. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm exhausted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know, I know you had something that took you most of the night last night. So, I, yeah, I, I did a lock in in a museum. Did you know that shit comes to life in the middle of the night? Yeah, I, I remember lock ins when I was a kid, um, at churches, and and there was not much sleeping. Let's just say that. Well, no, they, they did have a, a turn down time, but um, when you're a dad. In his forties, Dan the dad would probably attest to this. Um, concrete floors not kind to you, and I'm and yeah. I'm going to complain about sleeping on one on a show where people got injured by concrete floors regularly on the show we're reviewing. So mm-hmm. we're okay. Yeah. I, I guess I'm better than they are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so we're also supposedly going to be joined by JLB. He sent a message saying that he'll be on in Q-Sec. Must be a Canadian thing. I don't know how many sex Q is, but but yeah. So well, like technically he's no sex, but that's a Star Trek joke, not a No 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 sex. Yeah, he's every sex. Yes, and no sex at the same time. Yes, and no sex. But he but he but they are a sect. Sect, yes. Anyway, but there are no time, but there are no time. Yeah, gender. that was a very nerdy section on on what is already usually a pretty nerdy podcast. So, yeah, um, that went that went a little over the top. I apologize for that. <laughs> oh, 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 no, oh. be triggered. Nope, nope. See, see, I know who wins. I've seen all the spoilers and everything. Oh, you're still in the last match, but I'm uh, yeah, I am in the finale of the last match. Um. So, so it's are, are not the boys over. out yet. Are the boys out I, there? The boys yet? just came out. They're yeah, standing at ringside. Really close yeah, Ladies pretty and close. Gentlemen, to the we're end. gonna we're gonna observe a moment of silence for the greatest moment in wrestling in 2021. So we're just gonna observe. Yeah. Smarks. What? Watch my face as I watch this because this is live, folks. You can yeah. see Smarks' reaction live. We're live, buddy. The buckshot from behind. Whoa, that sounded dirty. Yeah, that's right. Buckshot from behind. There's Matt nodding his head. Looking at Matt nodding his head, yep. Buckshot from the front. One, 
two, three. And Adam new. Page, champion. Yeah. It's Adam Page, baby. Wait, no, that's not the right. Anyway. Um, Adam. Different Adam. But no, it was it was a very good match. I, I, like I'd said on um the FBI last week, I wasn't able to watch it live uh yesterday when it was on because I was at a performance of Hamilton. Uh you obviously were not able to watch it live because you were um at a lock-in. Yeah. Or at least on the way to the lock-in during the time that this would have been going uh, I on. I don't know exactly when the lock-in started. All that. I got to watch Adam's Family too. But if I can give people a word of advice, if there are children with you, don't. Yeah. Don't watch Adam's Family too. Yeah, it it takes a certain kid to. Mainly adolescent boys, which is, you know, I was surrounded by them. That sounded but. dirty, too. Anyway, moving forward. Moving, hi! Moving forward. Hi! Hi, tired boy. Wow. I'm tired for a different reason and not nearly as tired as you, but Hamilton was a three-hour uh, show, and it didn't start until nine. And of course, there's an, or eight, Ooh. and there's an intermission. So it was 11.30 before, you know, we were leaving there, midnight before we got home. And that's still earlier than what you would have gotten in terms of yeah. sleep. Um, yeah, I, I went to bed about two. Yeah, but... I didn't really sleep. Yeah, but um, with, with uh, all of this, I didn't get to sleep in at all this morning. I'm sure you didn't either. Um, and... Uh, because you know, I had family in town for for that, and then we didn't either of us get a chance to watch this until relatively late this afternoon. Me myself, some idiot broke just his finishing. Phone. Yeah, some. Well, me. Uh, I mean, two two idiots that are currently on this podcast have broken phones in the last couple weeks, so um, I can't throw any stones at a certain broken phone. There's, there's, it looks there's, like we also have JLB, although it looks like he's going to be audio only. Bah, bah, bah. Yes, what's sir, up, what's yes, up, what's sir. up? This is JLB, JLB420. I sound so much better than that. Hold on, I'm going to get my better mic. Do you guys still hear me okay or not really? Wow, we can hear what? you as good as whatever, but you know. Do you hear me better? No, but I feel like I hear. Hold on, I'll switch my mic. Bah. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, great show. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm just gonna give a quick rundown of my synopsis of it. I feel like it may have been so busy that it was the second best pay per view of AEW's year. Yeah, it it might have been. It, it was. It was it fire. Was, it was yeah, really really good. It it might have been that uh, if they would have cut one match out of it, it would have felt better. Yeah, just because with with as many matches as were in it, well, they all uh, were just fucking filled with chaos. It was a bit exhausting. Yeah. I did feel overwhelmed. That's kind of what was. It, it was yeah. A, yeah, it was a little yeah. much in the long run, I think. But uh but yeah. So okay, Which, I just I mean, just finished. I'm it. glad they have the talent to do that, but. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and the thing is, I th I think um, we're going to find that we don't have a whole lot of worsts or when we are doing worsts, they're all going to be pretty nitpicky because I, I don't think there was a bad match on this night, no. right? No. 
Um, no, I, you know, Simon gave somebody a down. I think they're thinking, well, and knowing but Simon said, Miller, when he said it, he said, I grade on a scale. Yeah. <laughs> knowing Simon Miller, he, he basically said, listen, th- this is a down compared to the other stuff in, in the show. Sure, right. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched it, so I don't know what his down was. We, we might bring it up when we talk about things, but uh, this will be the review of AEW Full Gear in case you didn't get what we were talking about so far. Um, AEW Full Gear 2021 was just yesterday, uh, if, uh, originating from the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota, which made me so frustrated because Minneapolis, Minnesota is driving Chris distance. Hours? Yeah, yeah from, from where I live. And I mean, it's a full day, but but if if I would have been, <laughs> that's not driving distance. That's a, still a full day, though. Jesus. Hey, hey, when you live in banjo country, yeah, eight hours mm. is, is the first day of your vacation, and then the yeah. rest of it's fun. Yeah, I mean that's the deal. <laughs> from from my literally from where I live to get any place worth going is at least five four hours. hours. Four. You can get Kansas City. I can get to Kansas City if I if I push it in four hours, yeah. Um, mm, but, okay. but that's the deal. Is any place worth going is four to five hours, right? And then any place really worth going is more than that. And it's 18 minutes to the best zoo in the world from where you're at. So it's not yeah. any place worth going. Why? Any wrestling venue worth going I, to? What I, I I I use any place worth going, meaning any place worth going that's not my hometown. Okay, you know what I mean. Okay. Um, like, like I could drive to where I where I grew up in about two and a half hours, but is that really worth going? I mean, yeah, for me, I get to see my mom and I get to see uh, some friends and stuff like that. But 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 it, that's not a vacation spot. That's You're two hours from the birthplace of Kool Aid. Yeah, two, yeah, birthplace of Kool Aid, right? So um, you can go there, and and they've got they they've got a museum that dedicated the basement to Kool Aid, and the rest of it has other stuff. <laughs> um, they they the the they've got a, a entire exhibit about um like pioneer junk. You're two hours from. A museum where my Antonio was filmed. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know where that is, so that didn't really pull. Willa Cather, you know. But, you know. <laughs> All right, but I mean, other than that, like, like you know, like you said, six hours or so to uh, Minneapolis. Were I in a different position, um, a few months ago, I could have actually gone to this show. We we uh. We could standardize. I, th- I think we can standardize what you're saying is you're four hours plus from a cheesecake factory. So places worth going usually have a cheesecake factory at them. There actually is a cheesecake factory in Omaha. What? Yeah. <laughs> West, West Road Mall. I didn't know this. Yes. It's been there for a while. Going. Yeah. Um, here's the thing cheesecake factories are this is a total off subject. I don't know if JLB, you have have cheesecake factories up there. Cheesecake factory, I'm just wishing I didn't show up to the show at this point. (laughs) Exhausting, right? You go to a cheesecake factory and you're like, I just want to order some food, and then they hand you a phone book for the menu. Um, and that's just cheesecake flavors you can choose, yeah. 
And so you gotta get you gotta get to the Z's before you get to foods, and then there's an addendum <laughs> that's the rest of the food. Uh, they start over at ones. Here's your here's your Eastern Conference finalist for your appetizer. I'd be like, bro, just give me chocolate cheesecake. Fuck this. Yeah. Well, Five old book of cheese. Yeah. Oh, but then they'll be like, okay, uh, chocolate cheesecake. Now, do you want that with chocolate cheesecake, or do you want regular cheesecake with chocolate on it? And what type of drizzle would you like? Yeah. Okay. You want drizzle? Now, do you want dark chocolate or chocolate ganache drizzle, or do you want milk chocolate drizzle? Maybe, maybe a want... caramel drizzle with your chocolate cheesecake. Caramel drizzle I'll be like, give me the chocolate that won't get you punched in the face. Okay. The most basic one we have. Yes. Pretty, pretty sure you're going to get arrested saying stuff like that. Anyway, moving anyway, forward. Anyway, Ron um, Order yeah, is part so, of the so like Podcast hours. Network. But what I was saying is, um, were I in a different position uh, a few months ago, were I in this position I am in now a few months ago, I could have actually gone to this because it's only about six hours away and, and all that stuff. But I, I, at the time they announced this, up until yesterday, my uh, real off-the-books job here non cafe my real job uh worked every saturday until 6 p.m and getting i had no paid time off or anything like that getting time off was a pain in the butt and all that stuff um but yesterday was my last day there and i start my new job tomorrow hey. that, that is going to be a monday through friday job nine to five ish mark my words wrestlemania mm-hmm. dallas which, which means that in the future, pay-per-views anywhere in, in the near area, I will be trying to go. So Dallas, WrestleMania. We'll, we'll be in the cheap seats, but yeah. I think I might do that. Yeah, I, I, I got to be honest. Whatever the cheap seats for uh, WrestleMania have got to be better than the um, not exactly cheap, but horrible seats that I had for Hamilton last night. Now, I don't want to say that the show itself was phenomenal, but if you've ever been to the, the Orpheum Theater here in Omaha, the, the, oh, we just lost JLB. The, uh, the cheap seats are, hey, there he is again. What happened? You just dropped for some reason. Oh, okay. I, I didn't hear but, anything. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> Yeah, you just disappear after a bit. So, but the the absolute cheap seats at the Orpheum, even the even the not so cheap seats, the leg room. I'm not a tall guy, but the leg room on this thing, I had to wedge myself in a position so that I like I could even fit my knees in front of me, and I'm only five seven. I cannot imagine what a six footer like Da Fabe would feel like trying to sit in these seats. And even the worst seats we've ever had at a WWE event uh, still had way more leg room than this. So Five! Five! Anyways. Five so, um, leg rooms. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, How much were the so, seats? Um, I don't know. The, my, my mother bought them for us as a uh, wow. mind present. So just be so, a grateful son. Holy oh, no. I loved, I loved the thing. But I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> I, I literally have bruises on my legs, on my shins from this. Because of on having your, to wedge my feet. On your like, knees. What, um, yeah. Below my knees. <laughs> I, I would have been more comfortable if I would have been just kneeling on, on my knees on the ground that. there. But you can't. And there's not room for that either. Um, I'll play. I'll play Aaron Burr. You play Hamilton. I'll shoot you. You can be on your knees here. 
Well, I will then throw away my shot. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, and, uh... and instantly we lose viewers. Um, <laughs> so, so we we will get into that. Like the the play was amazing. Uh, Hamilton was amazing, and I, I loved everything. But I literally was, was it with pain. that dude. No, I mean it's the touring cast, so it's it's uh, okay. different people and everything. But the person who was Hamilton uh, was phenomenal. Uh, I I only had a couple ones that I was like, I wish it was a different person doing it. Just, but that's mostly from familiarity. They did a, a different take that I wasn't ready for. Anyways, um, and it was phenomenal, but it kept me out late, and so I didn't get to watch uh, Full Gear yesterday. So I watched it today, and I just finished it. Uh, JLB it's wasn't so here long. It's so long. So Literally, long. the first ten minutes of this podcast was me still finishing the main event. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, until just shortly before you joined, just, there's a, there was a lot to it, and there it, was a lot. it was just uh, nine total they matches. Needed a, they needed an intermission. Yeah, nine total matches, not a <clears throat> single one less than eleven minutes long. It looks like, nine which 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 is the minutes. way pay per view should be. Pay per view should have yeah. long matches. Maybe not ten of them or nine of them. No. Maybe maybe seven fifteen minute long matches instead of. Nine 15 minute long matches. Um, nine, nine. Um, but there, there's some good things about it and bad things. We'll, we'll actually get into all of that here in just a second. Uh, before we get to the actual review part, um, I always say, uh, to remind people that Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co podcast network. So, um, if you haven't already, you need to head on over to tatnusco.com and the link, uh, in the doobly doos, just tatnusco.com. And um, Wait, check out the other ones there. MMA, professional fighter, Tatnus. Yeah, MMA and and actor and movie and producer. wrestling fan connoisseur, and wrestling fan. Yes. No, we're the connoisseurs of wrestling. He's the fan. Yes. Uh, okay, fair. But uh, but yeah, head on over to Tatnusco link down in the doobly doos down there. Tatnusco.com. Check them all out there and tell them we sent you there. Um, if you haven't been to one of our uh, pay-per-view reviews, we do them different than the other podcasts out there. We don't go, this is this match, and this is what happened. What did you think of it? This is this match. This is what happened. What do you think of it? The, if you want breakdowns of the matches and all that stuff match by match, there are pl plenty of podcasts and YouTube channels you can go to. What we do instead is we talk about what was good about it and also what was bad about it. And it's uh, like an award show. It's, it's like an is. award show. Yes. Yeah. But we start off with the bad because we like to get the bad out of the way so that we can actually talk about the good stuff in the show. And like I mentioned before, I think we'll have to be really nitpicky about the bads in this. No, no. Um, <laughs> there's there's too much in two matches for me. Okay. Two matches. Let's start. Worst but, match but again, of the night. like I said, saying saying worst match of the night, which is the first one coming up here. Um, again, it's still being nitpicky because you know, worst match of the night. If you had, you know, eight five star matches and a four star match, you had the four star match is the worst match of the night. It still was a good match. That's why I'm saying we. It's all about being pick picky, nitpicky, pick Mickey. Yeah. Nick Nicki Minaj. <laughs> but so uh there are five lenses on this fucking thing. 
Yep, yep, those new ones. Well, technically, it's four lenses and a depth sensor, I believe. Um, uh, Speaking of nitpicky, Jesus, y'all have no problem with the worst match. Um, uh, when you say me talking about that, remember, my job up until yesterday was selling cell phones. So, yes, I'm going to be nitpicky about cell phones. Fair. Um, uh, all right, let's do this. Samsung Galaxy S20 Ultra, by the way. Um, it's kind of the top of the line phone for Samsung, so uh, you did good. You could also get the S Pen for it and and uh, uh, draw on your screen with the S Pen, I believe. Stop it. You can do I it. think it made your face look bigger. Oh, you're not using that camera. Never mind. No. <laughs> Try to be a dick, didn't work. Let's go. Worst match of yes. the night. So, worst match, match of the ahead. night. Go. You start. Yeah, you you you're all in a hurry. Do it. Tell us what it is. What was the worst match all tonight? All right. So um it's gonna be harsh. Uh, it's just because it's the most one I don't remember, but it literally might be because of the placement of the match, which I think was technically almost at the end, but by at the almost the end, I was kind of exhausted, and that would have to be the Britt Baker match. Go fuck yourself. Wrong. 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 That's the same shit Simon said. It was in the wrong placement. No, it was uh, in the right placement. Nope, you're wrong. You're Where, wrong. What placement was it at? Uh, it was, was it the co-main event? Fourth, fourth from the end. Oh, fourth from the end. Fourth yep. from the end, okay. So, um, it was yeah. overshadowed by way too much activity and then even more way too much activity. Mm -hmm. Here's the deal is... Um, and that's just it, though. Like, I, I'll have. I'm gonna rewatch. I have to rewatch Full Gear because it's yeah. just. Oh, yeah. I was overwhelmed. Yeah, you know. It, so it, it was overwhelming. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the first to say. I just, I do not think that was uh, even close to the worst match of the night. Worst placement, maybe. Um, mm -hmm. but which also but, means, I mean, it's smack dab in the middle. Yeah, it's basically right in the middle. Yeah. Um, and and it, it was it was. Maybe the worst pl placement, but quite frankly, if if I'm choosing my worst match of the night, um, it's probably the Cody Rhodes and Pac versus Malachi back in, in Black and Andrade match. And mm. but again, that's being nitpicky because it still was a good match. Also wrong. But but that's <laughs> that would be my choice. See, um, I. I was not expecting much from that match. So by what actually happened during the match, I felt satisfied. I thought that <laughs> told story upon story. Yeah. Upon it story. did tell a lot of stories. My brain Again. fucking working. My brain was I... going, oh, Zelina is, yeah. Andrade's, or is Andrade's former manager and Aleister Black's, I'm sorry, Malachi Black's wife. What if this is all about the Rhodes family saying that there's only one royal family in professional wrestling, but it's Zelina's a queen. Oh wait, I maybe didn't get the Zelina reference. What happened there? There was Nothing. no Zelina match. That's it. all in his head. So okay. <laughs> there was so much storytelling that I started telling my own stories. Yeah. Ah, um, okay, that's fair. Things, I, again, I'm I'm pointing out I'm being nitpicky. It's just like to me, worst match of the night is either that one or. Frankly, the Christian Cage and Jurassic Express versus Super Click. Um, that one was up there for me. I do give it to I give here's what match placement I think changes the entire night. I think if you do the America's uh, America's bet top team and inner circle on the pre-show, and you do the pre-show match 
right before the women's match, I think you get something completely different out of this pay-per-view, and I don't think all of us are exhausted. That that Junior Dos Santos slow roll to the punch to Jericho. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. That was rough. Um, there, commentators did good, though. The commentators were like, oh, I think like he lost Jericho his footing. get his balance. Yeah. <laughs> Although he was clearly balanced. He, he looked like a superstar. He was yeah, holding was on to like, that uh, role. Where the fuck are you, DeSantos? <laughs> yeah. So um, I would say that match was the worst one of the night, mostly because there was too much going on. A lot of that is location placement because it was just uh-huh. after we had the the Jurassic <laughs> Express and Christian Cage versus um, the – yeah. Yeah, well, I mean that the Christian Cage Jurassic Express was earlier in the night. It yeah. was fifth, uh, fourth match of the the main card, and that and the inner circle. But the, one was the women's the match was sandwiched between those two. Right? Um, yeah, there were two other matches in between them as well. There are three matches total: the okay. Cody Rhodes and Pac, the Britt Baker uh, versus Ty Conti, and then the CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston match. We're all okay. in between them. Okay, so and there was all told lots of stories in them and yeah. stuff. Um, um, so the, I, I, I felt like, why are these guys in the middle of the show? Uh, why are these guys where they are? And I think if that had opened it, it would have given us a lot more mm-hmm. during the actual well, show. I mean, technically they, they were, the inner circle one was the co-main event is the second to last match. Correct. And, and I and think that, it needed, I think it needed to be the pre-show. I really yeah. do. I, I don't think it needed to be the pre-show. Um, although I, I will say that I, I'm. A little pre-show pissy match was with, fire. yeah, with and I'm I'm pissy with the fact that it was pre-show. You've got uh, two former women's champions, one eventual women's champion, and one uh, on the cusp. It, 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 it. <laughs> well, no, because it was uh, Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hader and Nyla Rose. Oh, Jamie Hader, sorry, yeah, Jamie Hader, and Jamie Hader has the potential to be it, but she's not there yet. Uh, but Thunder Rosa will challenge for. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she's the next challenger for Britt Baker. Uh, she, she might be the one who takes it off her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, but, um, that was a fire match. It really was. Uh, mostly Thunder Rosa and Ricardo Shida and Nyla Rose. Mm-hmm. Jamie Hader took some really good bumps, and so that yeah. was, it was good. But and so, but so the reason I say there was just so much activity when you had ten guys out there. There's too much activity. Uh, there's a little that I would have. Pre- I really would have preferred it to be a that match or something. Or uh, Minneapolis street fight. No, I mean if they'd have made it into a stadium yeah. stampede, then it, it wouldn't have been. I so I think I think there's a lot of reasons they didn't. Um, I mean, primarily because they no longer have access to a full stadium um, all the time, sort of a thing. So yeah. uh, they had to do something else. Um, I I I don't hate the placement of it. I I do think it may maybe was about. Five minutes too long. Yeah. Um. I th- I think anytime you get a mi- not just a street fight, but a five on five street fight, that ends up adding a ton so to it. So much chaos. Yeah. Uh, so much chaos. And and yeah, I'll I'll admit, much like because I'm watching it uh, on a time schedule, trying to get done before this, there were parts during that that I fast forwarded. But there were also parts during the Christian Cage and Jurassic Express versus the Super Clip because it was too bu- it was too busy as well. It was also too busy and and yeah. maybe about four minutes too long as well. Um, and so however, I, um, I I I don't put that on there because of the because of the uh, not Swanton. Um, 
uh, when when Luchasaurus um, did the move that injured uh, Brock Lesnar, shoot, shooting star press. Mm-hmm. Because of the shooting star press, it 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 does not land in the worst match of the night. Yeah, that so, shooting star press was dope. Oh my god! So anyway, yeah. no, and, and you're right. Worst match of the night is still a pretty good match. It just its, it's placement. I it, it was exhausting. It was. I mean, he, here's here's part of the deal, right? I I don't see I don't see that ever going on the pre-show, um, if only just because of the stars in it. Number yeah. one, but number two, you don't get Junior Dos Santos and Andre Arlovsky and Dan Lambert into a professional wrestling match without guaranteeing it to be on the pay per view. Well, yeah, yeah, a main event level ish. Um, and, and here's here, we're, we're going to take a step back on that match and, and mention, we'll talk about it, I'm sure later, but I want to point out that even though we nitpicked a, a bit of the Dos Santos, uh, stuff and, and, and everything, they actually performed remarkably well, well for, yeah. for MMA fighters who did not spend the last year training to be wrestlers. Right. right. I mean, from all reports, they got the call like two months ago. Uh, for Dan Lambert to show up, and it was supposed to be a one-off, and they impressed well enough that uh, Tony Khan called them back again, and they've been coming back. And so, at most, Junior Dos Santos and Arlovsky had maybe two months to train for this. And I doubt even that. I bet you uh, this match only came together a few weeks ago, really. And so it's like, okay, let's let's train you guys up. And they did, uh, for, for people with as little training as they did, they did well, but... Um, but yeah, I mean th- those are those are all matches that I would say would be in the running for worst of the night. But we're still talking four star matches. I mean, not on not on the Meltzer scale because Meltzer yeah. has his own thing. But but did Meltzer scale, uh, rate them yet? Uh, no, that those probably won't come out till Wednesday. I think that's when the Observer comes out. Mm, so okay, uh, we'll find out. Then. Oh, that yeah. makes sense when he does them. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> never realized that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean Meltzer's the lead reporter for the wrestling observer newsletter so no i just figured he just watched it and did it and then he does his observer later on my bad anyways yeah um what pissed me off is that since masvidal is injured and can't actually do his fight against uh i think his name is edwards or something Mm -hmm. in ufc i was like oh maybe he could be in ae dubs and do something small but no um, but yeah, I, I, I would argue if he was injured enough that he can't do his fight, he probably was injured enough that he really can't do an appearance. Yeah. No, I know that's that's fair. So, so, so that was, I mean, we, we don't have an agreement on worst match of the night, but we do have, I'm sure, uh, agreement on uh, most of the ones that weren't worst match of the night by far. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> you sure. know, I. I mean, I don't think any of us uh, has MJF versus Darby Allen on our list for worst match tonight. I mean, other than the wrong guy won, but that's only because I hate him. Because that's his job is to make mm-hmm. me hate we're, him. We're supposed to hate him. Great and, story, and, though. Oh. It, it told a great story, right? Um, I don't think either of us, any of us, are going to say say a problem with Brian Danielson versus Miro. Um, we may uh, disagree uh, on again, who should have won. won. <laughs> um, I, I, I personally think it was the right one. We've no, talked about this before. They, but... they told that story. I mean, the, the times where Miro's taking the kicks and then hands out one kick and Daniel Bryan, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I just was calling him the same thing that yeah. JR called Dude. it. 
Thanks, JR. Brian Danielson <laughs> gives a kick uh, or takes one kick from Miro and just gets launched. You're just like, they are selling Miro the monster really mm. well. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, you know, I, yeah, we might disagree on who should have won. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of this booking for, for the reasons we talked about on FBI. Um, in, I don't think Miro losing to Brian Danielson hurts him as no. much as him losing to hangman page might. Right. Um, and, and frankly, I mean, who, who in this uh, podcast is uh, excited for Brian Danielson versus hangman page? Me. Oh my God. Yeah. Me. Oh, 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 two, only two hands come up. Only why, two hands why, up. JLB. Jeez. Why? Why? Why did you put your hand up, man? <laughs> hey, Rob, I'm just John Cena. You can't see me. Uh, I, wrong company. Just, yeah, I know. Although, I know. although we might oh. talk about some uh, John Cena uh, references at some point later on in the show, I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. uh, because CM Punk uh, littered his uh, performance with John Cena references. So, um. But uh, I do, my thing is I really disagree with Britt Baker versus Tay Conti, Ty Conti being being even in the bottom three myself. No, yeah. Um, okay. It, it's you know I I would put the I would uh, put that actually above CM Punk versus versus it, it'd be it'd be really close, really close for close. me. Yeah. yeah, it'd be really close for me. Um, I I would you know I would put uh the women's match above the inner circle match. I would put it above the Jurassic express match. Um, I would put it, mm. I'd maybe put it above the inner circle match. Come to think about it. Okay. I forgot. So it's not the, the worst match, match of the night. Maybe not. Maybe I'd go with the inner circle match. Okay. So two um, out of three on inner circle. Cause here's the deal is in the end, I would put this Britt Baker versus Ty Conti matchup against almost any WWE women's match in the last six months. Now, right. there's a very good possibility we get a better women's match next week. Very good possibility. One we can finally fucking invest in. And that would be? Becky versus Charlotte. If we can invest in that? Yeah. Considering there's they hate each I, other? I, I don't I'm know. I'm 90% sure that's a shoot. That's uh, they, 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 there yeah. might be, but have you seen the latest reports? No. The latest reports are they're planning on booking it as a um as a screw job. Oh fuck. Well uh, um, it is that, Survivor Series, so like screw job for Flair? Uh like or Becky. I, I'm gonna assume because they want to keep Becky the heel definitely, that it's gonna be a screw job for Flair. Oh. Anyway, um, eh, well, right. there there goes my uh, wrestling pool uh, prediction. <laughs> well, you have you have time to change. Yeah, you have a week to change it. That's valid. Um. So, but here's here's the deal. Is I, I yeah, sure, it's a shoot, and they they legitimately might hate each other. I'm still not invested in this match because how many times have we seen Becky versus Charlotte? Seventy three, four, four hundred. Yes. Um, in fact, I will point out that just a few <laughs> years ago, our big frustration is we were supposed to have Becky versus Ronda Rousey. 
And we got Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey. Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey. And then, oh, Becky ended up getting getting shoehorned. And so then it was Becky versus Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey. And I'm just tired of seeing them in their, in each other's circle. I'm just tired of it. We need to have a few years where they just don't fight each other ever before mm. I'm ready for right. it again. Anyways, so, moving on. After um, match, worst match of the night, we have... Yeah, so, after worst match of the night, most predictable moment. Um, and, th- like you said, this is going to be another one that we might have to be nitpicky because it's like, um, do we, Adam Cole, baby, that's super predictable. Um, I, I, I'm gonna, it's a good predictability, so it's not a worst thing, but it is a most predictable. Seven million references to Eddie Guerrero. That's that's a that's a pretty good one, and and I was gonna say that that might be because it's be the on, same day, yeah, 16 that years that might be be on my. On my best list, yeah, it, it was a good thing. Like I'm not saying thing. it's not a good um, thing. It's just it, you know, it, as soon in as the, you knew, you were like, oh, yeah, yeah this is gonna happen. In the inner circle me. match, especially towards the end, oh. uh, when when uh, Jericho was was uh, finishing up, um, I, and then afterwards, I he was legitimately crying um, as he looked up, and you know that hit me in the feels. Um, and so, yeah, no, I agree. Um, I, you know, I, I would say this. This is another thing that I, I would That's argue. That's not a shit talking on it either. No, no. Um, this is another thing that I would say might be a, a most predictable moment in still a good way. Um, who, who here on this podcast uh, thought Kenny Omega was going to win? Yeah, I don't nobody, think, nobody. I don't think any of us did. <laughs> Hangman Page winning very easily could be the most predictable moment. Now. That's not a bad. I thing. wanted a swerve so bad. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, this, this was this was the moment they've spent two years, two years basically leading to. You know, I'll point yeah. out. I'll point out on the original announcement for for All Elite Wrestling on BTE before they did the whole whole um like press conference thing. The original announcement was an episode of BTE where all of the the elite got a message on their phone. Right. Right. And uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes, their messages all said double or nothing. Right? Hangman Page's message said all elite wrestling. From point one, they were setting him up to be the champion, right? And then they've told a story over almost the full two years of Hangman Page's fall from grace, of him doubting himself, of him falling into depression and drinking, of him not being able to put together the match against Kenny Omega, losing... Deciding to be friends with the wrong group of people, at least right. the ones you would call, your parents would call the wrong group of people. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Well, and... and Who before, ended up being the right group of people. Yeah. Well, before that... Uh, Siding with the wrong group of people who your parents might have thought are, are really super nice guys when he befriended FTR, yeah. Yeah. and they they used him to to cheat his friends out of the the tag titles. Right, all of these things here are all part of the storyline that led to this moment. And after two years, it was time for this release. Um, that this was. The, Buckshot the, Lariat to the back. That's what it was. Yeah. Th- this 
this was the moment that we like, ah, uh, yeah. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, I, this was definitely the way it needed to be, in my opinion. And it was the most predictable moment, but in a very good way because just just like watching a good good sporting event, even if you even if your team's supposed to win, even if they're booked, you know, like uh, all the sports books expect them to win, even they're by by far the better team. If they come from behind and finally win, it's still the better storyline, right? So I think that's a far stretch with the phones, though. But sure. I I do not. I hear the deal. If you go through and analyze, there's a person on on Twitter who went and analyzed <laughs> all of this stuff. Because remember, not only was he the first one to get the AEW logo, right? The only one of them, right? He was immediately put into the main event picture immediately. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, up against the eventual winner, right? And then he lost. And at the time, I'll be the first to admit, I thought that that wasn't the right choice for him to lose. I thought this is the time you hotshot your your uh, new star and all this stuff. And But instead, they put it on Chris Jericho, which in hindsight was actually the right move. And, and right? right now, truth be told, I mean, if Chris Jericho was in the world title picture right now, you'd be like, uh, what the fuck? Yeah. That's the, it was the right move then but to put Chris Jericho there. He was the right to, guy then. To establish it, but he's not the right guy now. Yeah, in fact, he's falling into his position. His position now is sort of leader of a group of up-and-comers, right? Santana and Ortiz and Sammy they were, fired are the most important. <laughs> um, Jake Hager is Jake Hager, whatever, you know? So, um, Who's falling so, into the role of enforcer? Doing yeah. a great job of it. Yeah. I mean, he's he's Jake Hager, but he does that job very well. Uh, I think he understands that he um, his position is not to be the challenger for the title now. His position is to be the enforcer. His, he's the muscle for the group, right? Yeah. Anyways, um, and so if you look at almost every part of the storyline that they told with, with Hangman Page, every sec- section of it was setting him up to be the star of the future. Uh, even back to then, they they were like, he is the one uh, that is is the the one of the future. And and remember, at that point, Cody Rhodes was an established star. Kenny Omega was an established star. Multi time champions around the world, both of them. Right? Uh, the Young Bucks were considered the best, and still are the best tag team in the business. And then there's this schmo that hangs out with them named Hangman Page, who hasn't been a champion at any promotion. Um, and they immediately hotshotted him to the main event and put him in the main title picture right off the bat. That's not by accident that all of that stuff happened. Now, yeah, there were twists and turns that happened along the way that that might have delayed this. They probably didn't plan on it taking two years to do this storyline, frankly. Right. Um, but they didn't plan on COVID-19 hitting right. after they were only running for about six months and then suddenly being like, well, shit, what do we do? Uh, we're doing these uh, these uh, no fan shows. Well, we we can't have this storyline that we've been planning play out with no fan- fans. This has got to be something that the fans see. Yeah. Right. In fact, it, it, it needed to happen with only fans. Only fans, yeah. <laughs> Only fan fan. Well played. Sorry. Oops. 
Yeah, you're really sorry about that one. Oh, anyway, that was good. So, so uh, that's my argument for most predictable moment is him winning. But I, again, it's not a bad thing. It's it was the release we finally needed for this. So, uh, yeah. JLB, well, what was your most predictable moment? Um. Yeah, I think Hangman Page winning though. I, I mean. As much as I wanted a swerve to happen, I do think that anybody who's anybody kind of knew what was up and that was going down. And it was a sweet moment, don't get me wrong. Uh, and I would even argue that this is your first built star from AEW. Technically pure AEW related. This is your first, this is AEW's first big star who's built the title. Yeah. Built from yeah. scratch, of course. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, well, he's definitely their first one in the main event, right? But yeah. I mean, you could say that Darby Allen is is their first star because oh no, I meant main event title holder, holder he's, kind of. But thing. He's, yeah, yeah, he's not main event. He's not title holder yet. Um, Kenny Omega, you know, you really can't count him as an AEW made star because he was New Japan champion. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he was considered the best wrestler in the world before. AW started and everything. That's um, it. But I you, will say, non WWE guys now outweigh a, uh, WWE guys in mm-hmm. number of championships. Yep. Um, I I I will also say Britt Baker might be uh, in argument. The the other, valid. Yeah, that's fair. The other, but you know, you can say, well, he's the first men's. Yeah, right. Nyla Rose is also in that category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, um, so, so yeah, I, you know, I, I will say honorable mention for Cody Rhodes's team winning. Um, because come on, who, I'm who glad it wasn't Cody that got the win, though. Yeah, it was nice, that it wasn't heat. Cody. I, I, I read someone online who, um, who said something and it made a whole lot of sense. He said. Cody Rhodes didn't turn heel. The fans turned heel on Cody Rhodes, um, which might actually be the better storyline. And I kind of agree with that, that eventually this will lead to Cody Rhodes, uh, hopefully being more heelish, but he'll be more heelish because he's like, listen, I did everything for you and none of it was good enough for you. And legitimate, like we've had heel wrestlers who've said shit like that before. But none of it was was justified, really. This will be justified because yeah, I mean, I wouldn't blame him for turning heel. Like Cody, I freaking hate your guts as a wrestler, uh, as a character on AEW. Like if you turn heel, I completely understand. I hate you, and I don't know why. In a wrestling term, I don't yeah. hate him in personally, but just uh, wrestling wise, you know, like I would understand why you turn heel. Heck, I'd turn heel if I'd had this much hatred that I'm giving you right now. You know. Yeah. And so, um, so that's kind of an honorable mention I'll give. But I think. I think the other ones we we mentioned are probably the the more predictable moments of it. So we will move on to botch of the night. And this one's going to be probably a little tough because I don't know if there were many real botches. Well, you know, aside from Daniel Santos, yeah, yeah, that's that's going to be probably about the about the only one, right? Uh, oh, I'm sure there were others. I was just so overwhelmed. I was like, dude, get there. <laughs> I, Actually, I, I was like, why is he just sitting there? Do the, the flip. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Commentators I, did great though on trying to cover up for that. Like that was pretty spot on. Thing is, like I just watched it and I don't know of any other moment that I can say was was a botch. Right. Mm. Um, I d- I didn't see anything else in this uh, that I would say was a botch. Storyline botch. Maybe. Um, there, there's a storyline botch where you know um, CM Punk got knocked the fuck out before the match <laughs> even started. Yeah, that spinning back fist was. Um, but that's not a real botch. But that's not a real botch, and so that's that's why, yeah, the. Junior Dos Santos just and the thing is he was just late. Uh, that's yeah, really all it was. Yeah. It was yeah. it wasn't a botch. In, yeah, in terms of well, it was like a botch, a like botch that, in it was, time. It was late. Yeah, and I'm not saying it wasn't a botch, but we want to point out this wasn't like normally when we use the word botch, it's like oh, the you know Lance Archer landed on his head. That's a botch. Yeah. Um, reports have it by the way that Lance Archer did suffer some sort of neck injury with that, and that's why he's out for a while so um mm. hoping he gets better um but tony khan has basically said he's not gonna rush him back and that's good like let him take his time let him actually heal so yeah um so yeah we all agree on bot tonight so now we move on to overhype of the night um hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, these are the ones that I think qualify. Um, I don't like seeing any of these. I'm going to say in advance, but Christian Cage as a elite level performer. Um, Christian Cage never put on a bad match, but he's also never you've never watched Christian Cage with the exception of the ones against fire people. You've never seen a Christian Cage match that you went, wow, that sucked. Um, so. Christian Cage as a whole, as the person, unfortunately, gets one of these. Um, I think the other ones that, that fit in the overhype of the night, uh, Ty Conti, um, you know, obviously, I think we all went into this knowing she was going to lose. And so um, that becomes an overhype, knowing mm-hmm. she's going to lose. Um, yeah, I think it, it was. In a I way, think, you could even argue that that was a botch, a storyline, a, a writing botch. Yeah, but they did not build that up to the point that we thought she had a chance of winning. Yeah, um, the, the probably the, the big one for me, probably the big one for me is is the relationship for the elite, where you had enough fear of Hangman Page that you weren't going to get involved to help your friend. Oh, I thought that was spot on, though. Oh, I, I thought it was great. Don't get me wrong. I just it was it was enough of an overhype to say overhype tonight. Well, I guess the fact is, I think they even did. They I don't know if they did it on the rampage or the dynamite before, uh, or rampage before the dynamite on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But that convo that they had probably shouldn't have happened. Oh, no, no, I 100% think it should have happened. And here's why. No, not the way that they did it, though, because then that made me know that they weren't going to get involved. I wanted that surprise. This this is 100% why they should have done it. Here's the deal. Remember, the downfall of Hangman Page started with him asking the Young Bucks to be in his corner for a match. Right. And them not showing up. Right. No, no, I got that. Be- because that was about him not having confidence in himself and saying, <laughs> saying, I, I need you there to help me. 
I need I need my support system out here. And then this was him turning the corner and finally being confident in himself. More so confident that he walked up to the people that he used to need to help him and said, if you come out there, I will kick your asses. Right. That's why this storyline had to go that way. So that that 100 percent. Now, I would have preferred him to actually follow through on that. Them show up out there and him hop the, the thing and just take them out. Right. But there's part of the storyline I still like about it. So I, I disagree with you on that there. Um, but uh, for me, overhype of the night, this is going to. Um, this is this is about overhype that might be playing the long game. Um, but I'm I'm to the point where I think it's an overhype. And that is Cody Rhodes's elaborate entrance. Oh, that's always an overhype, though. I the, freaking the, hate his entrance. Yeah, the the lights, the him slowly coming up in the middle, um, the the thing, and then all the pyro, and then him wearing that um, American flag themed. I mean, it it, it kind of looks like Homelander from uh, the boys, uh, the amazon prime series which uh i'll point out homelander is um and that might be the storyline they're telling because homelander is a symbol of america and and freedom and all that stuff and also a fucking asshole and not the good guy um but to people he is because they don't know how much of a fucking asshole he is and so if that's the storyline they're playing it's fine but i'm tired of that inference um, oh yeah, that entrance is trash. Um, Hated. He's not a champion. He gets he, he he has the most glorified entrance, and he has nothing. The mm -hmm. Kenny Omega didn't even have an entrance like that. Like it's ridiculous. I freaking hate it. I guess it plays well if if it's playing into his ego and his fans wanting to hate him. Good job because every time I see that entrance, I want to stab my TV. Too too much. Yeah. Nope. Nope. I'm. <laughs> I'm 100 fine with that. So, because like I say, is uh, but uh, that literally could be the story that they're telling. That they want this over the top to help us be more over him and yeah. us turning on him. So that's fine. But it's still an overhype in my book because every time it comes on, number one, I don't like the way it's set up. I've said this before on this. I prefer wrestling themes that have. Uh, that first five seconds that hit us where you know who it is, right? And his, the first 20 seconds of his entrance is this, like, backgroundy music stuff while he comes up slowly through the, the lift up to the top. And then he's up there. And then you hear the, the drop that I want to hear at the beginning, which is the wrestling has more than one first family, royal family. only whatever. one royal family. Yeah, like just start with that. I, I every time he comes out and it all gets dark, I'm like, oh shit, who's out? Who's coming out? And then 20 seconds later, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck my life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, ugh. Yeah. And so, fr frankly, what what he should have is, do you remember the old um, who was it that did it in WWE? Where, where? Well, it was, I, I think it was Rey Mysterio's old entrance. Where uh, he was below the stage, and then his music hit, and he popped up, 
onto the stage. Yeah, right, right to zero. Booyaka, booyaka. Yeah, boom, and then he j- like jumps. Booyaka, booyaka. Cody Rhodes, booyaka, booyaka. So, so, so what they do is the wrestling hat, and then boom, he comes flying up and lands there. Yeah, like Homelander. Anyways, that's <laughs> beside the point. So that's the overhype of the night. We're gonna go on. I to see. The- I get Apollo Creed when I see his outfit. I was just like. Well, have you watched The Boys yet? Uh-uh. Okay, that's probably why. Uh, once you watch The Boys, you'll get Homelander because it very obviously, I think it's inspired by Homelander. Um, but anyways, we'll move on to worst performance of the night. Damn Lambert. Yeah, that might be a good one. I mean, he really just, did nothing. Can this guy run away and take the loss? I know, but at least, but like he's an MMA fighter guy. Can he not fight anymore? Well, it's, like, what's going on? I know he's an old dude, but I mean, old dudes can still fight. Like, he acted like he was like legit. Like, I felt like, uh, who's that guy from the baseball that uh, everyone ridiculed him and he lost his Hall of Fame? I felt like Pete Rose puts more of a fight than like Adam Lambert did. Adam Lambert? Adam Lambert from Maroon 5? Wow. (laughs) My bad. Uh, What is it? What's his name again? Lambert. Lambert. Dan Lambert. Fair enough. That's it. So the other one that I would throw in on this. Like Drew Carey was even better. From the Royal Rumble. (laughs) The other other one that I would throw in on this um, is the, the... The uh, the super click, and here's why. I know people are like they made a great match. Yeah, no. Instead of showboating, go for a fucking cover soon enough that one of the other three can't get up and put you down and break up the pins. There were like seventy five broken up pins where they spent their time showboating, and that's why the other team had somebody that had enough time to recover. That's all. I'd agree with that. The showboating was a bit much. They took it like to an I mean, even more extreme. Lost. It's why they lost. They right. should have won that match several times, but they took that showboating, which is who they are. I understand. They took that showboating to an extreme, and boom. They yeah, lose. it was just a bit much. Yeah, that's that's the only other one that even remotely comes into that category. Mm. Um, but yeah, Dan Lambert is is still my vote. Yeah, um, I I will point out that as far as I know, Dan Lambert actually never fought MMA. Oh, really? Um, he was he just, he just started the gym and uh, and manages. Um, okay. And, and so, for that standpoint, um, here's the I grade on a scale for worst performance of the night, and he performed the performance that he should have performed. Right. He yeah, that's fair. Chicken shit sure. heel who came in and showboated and all of this stuff, but only came in when they had the upper hand because all of this stuff and and yeah. so I I would not put him as worst performance of the night. Okay, what do you um, got? Just because of that, but it makes it it does indeed make it really tough to say a worst performance overall. Like the super click, I understand what you're saying with that. Where where it, they're showboating and all that ball. stuff, yeah, just just fucking do it, um, and everything, um, you know, I uh, there's part of me that would say the rebel and Jamie Hater on the side worst performance. I'm kind of tired of of that shtick with them, 
Um, I get it. It's the chicken shit heel thing that, that they're supposed to do there. I'll, I'll give um, one, one other one. Anna <laughs> Jay for not showing the fuck up. Yeah, where the fuck were you, Anna Jay? Your best friend's out there wrestling against Britt Baker and getting double, triple teamed. But, you know, I, and where the fuck were you? Fact, huh? I'm going to change mine. Anna Jay, show the fuck up. Yeah, seriously. Right. And and your boyfriend was out there getting beat up by the super click and you didn't even show up for that either. Come on. Right. <laughs> yeah. Some show girlfriend you up. are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that Max Callister line is so much more interesting now. Yeah, and the Max Callister. Uh, uh yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Happened. Yeah, exactly. You know, Matt Callister. Um, you know, uh, um, <laughs> it's in the impact zone doing his reps. My bad. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um but that, that's the, I, I will say worst performance of the night is tough because again, almost all of these matches were, uh, were really good. Like we could say worst performance of the night, junior Dos Santos or Andre Arlovsky or Dan Lambert. And, and from a legitimate standpoint, you're probably right. They, they were the worst performances Overall, but again, they were also doing what they were supposed to do. Dos Santos took that super ex- except they did. Santos. Yeah. That's my point is you have to grade them on a scale because they were untrained and and they did phenomenal. So you know, I'll, I'll give them I'll give them a ton of credit for it. So Matt Callister for not doing a better round. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> um Orange Cassidy for not even being there. Uh yeah. Where, where the fuck were you, Orange Cassidy? Couldn't come out for Chris Statlander's non-existent match? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, couldn't couldn't be there for... Um, the best friends. Um, the best friends when they sitting, didn't sitting show up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, never mind. Never mind. It's how good a night it was, is that we're yeah. picking people who weren't yeah. there for their worst performance. Oh, that's it. But no, I, I would say... As a friend, Anna J, you suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. There's a storyline to tell. Go with it. Yeah, exactly. In fact, who knows? Maybe that's the storyline they are telling. We'll find out this week if if uh, Ty Conti has a, a vignette where she's like, or a vignette even, where mm-hmm. she's like, uh, where were you, Anna? I was getting my ass kicked by Rebel and Jamie Hayter. Maybe. You need, you need a better Brazilian accent. I wasn't even trying a Brazilian accent. <laughs> he was I just trying his soft, I'm scared accent. Yeah. Making it seem like a woman. I, w- I was not even going to try. I'm, I'm like, nope. Wow. Nope. You just not even. said women are scared. Uh, he sounded like that. Hey, me, 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 me. Anybody else going to win me, 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 No, that's, that's kind of, I mean, like, I don't know. Anna J for being a shitty friend. Man, Cody Rhodes, just because I'm tired of him. Worst performance with that entrance. Ugh. Worst performance, that vein in CM Punk's forehead that burst and just made him a bloody mess. Oh, but that was kind of cool, though. Great performance on the vein. It it, it was a worst performance because it didn't do its job of holding the blood in. That's what I mean. Oh, okay. (laughs) Fair enough. You, you like to say one job. Veins one have job. one job. Keep the blood valid, in the body. That's a valid um, point. One job, vein. Yeah, seriously, vein. That was a, that was a two layer fail. Skin also failed there. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, it was double layer. Um. So we will move on 
to worst move. Uh, uh, can I just say it? It's 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 the central cispunch. <laughs> I, I mean, I was gonna let somebody else go. Yeah. And... I I I was sitting here trying to think: is there anything that I can I can argue above that? And and no, I mean, worst move. Um, M MJF's ring in his in his tights. Uh, continually moving through the night and making yeah, he kept on like switching it. I'm like, bro, there's obviously something there. Yeah, that was probably the most predictable moment. Uh, the entire night, uh, the entire match, he had to keep adjusting it so it didn't fall out or didn't, I don't know, maybe encircle his boys or something. I don't know. But that's about yeah, Dos Santos yeah. being so late, uh, and again, that's something he was late, he's working. He's a rookie, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, effectively, and and frankly, right timing on, on a move like that is really really tough, right? Uh, there are. Uh, some... I'm sure they practiced it a dozen times and he never missed it, and then tonight he yeah. missed it. They, they, and that's there's there's a there's a lot of times that seasoned wrestlers. You think they did that match a dozen times? That'd be crazy. No, I'm saying no. that <laughs> spots. That spot. They practice big spots. I guarantee you they track practice the big spot. They said, okay, here's one of the things we're gonna do. I'm gonna go for a lion salt. So he's gonna be laying there. I'm gonna run over and jump and you need to hit me right as I'm on the ropes like this. So I'm gonna jump, hit me. Boom. Jump hit me to make sure. But like there are seasoned wrestlers who've done it for twenty years that can that have missed things like that, you know. So for sure, timing yeah. is really tough. But that's probably the worst move. So we will move to the last of the worst, the worst overall moment. Worst moment. Ty Conti hitting her big moves and not getting the win. Though we knew that she wasn't going to get the win, she hit both of them. Mm -hmm. She hit the DD uh, Ty and the Ty KO. Taika and the Taikeo, yeah, both of those, mm -hmm. and yeah. I was just like, "Damn it!" Yeah, this is a, this is a moment. I think <laughs> no, they should have perf perfected that finisher a little bit better. The DD tie is her full-on finish, not the DD tie, the Taikeo. Excuse me, the DD tie is her kind of secondary finisher. So I'm fine with her hitting that, and and but that was after she'd already hit Taikeo. Yeah, that's that's kind of the point. They they had her hit her big finisher first and get kicked out, and so you know. I think having having her hit the DD tie and Britt Baker kicking out, and then she goes for the tie KO and doesn't isn't able to hit it right, and Britt Baker gets it. That would have been the better storyline, I I would argue. So yeah, you could argue that. Other, um, other than that, the only other moment is go for the fucking pin, super yeah. quick. Yeah, those were several moments. Go for the pin. Uh, what are we? Worst moment? Mm -hmm. One moment that made me fucking cringe. It's not a worst moment, but fucking tax in the mouth. Yeah. Tax in the uh, mouth yeah. always make me go. What, what was that? Where was this? Uh, it was uh, uh, Jurassic Express. Yeah, Jungle Christian Boy Cage got tax in the mouth. Oh snap! Yes, uh, and then super kicked in the mouth, double super kicked. Right, that was innovative. That was pretty cool. All three of them had that on. Pretty badass. But also, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. Oh jeez. Mm. Um, I was going to at one point give a worst something to Jungle Boy. 
um, for his um, not quite a beard, but more than just stubble look. Uh, mostly because that's the sort of look that you you start to pull off when you're trying to turn heel. You know what I mean? You're the clean cut guy, and then you start growing stubble because you're turning bad. And I don't like the idea of Jungle Boy turning bad. But then I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? I bet you, I bet you, he's doing No Shave November. That's what I bet. I it think is. he just admires. I think he just admires um, Eddie Kingston. <laughs> and his perpetual and CM Punk and everybody else with a perpetual five o'clock shadow. Yeah, I, I, I seriously, seriously, in all honesty, I think it's No Shave November. Because I was thinking of that too. I was like, why does he have a beard now? I'm like, is he going to turn heels? I, was, I did think that though. Yep, and that's the deal. And I, I was thinking <laughs> that, and then I thought to myself the other day, I was like, oh wait a second, I don't remember I'll, it two weeks ago. I'll I do not remember one. it on two weeks ago's rampage. I'll give you a worse moment. Something that's okay. different. Um, Adam Page did not kick out to the One Winged Angel. He did not go get hit by the One Winged Angel. Yes, and, and he that, hit the One Winged Angel. Somebody else kicked out of. Yes, that that was something that w I think all of us were expecting him to be the first one to kick out of the One Winged Angel, <clears throat> and he did not even uh, get it on him. Well, he countered it once, he and then that's it. Once and then hit. Uh, uh, Omega with the one winged angel, um, which he's hit Omega before with the one winged angel, and Omega right. kicks Omega out, kicks which out. I guess tells it's the storyline, yeah, that the only person who can truly hit it right is Omega, and that's fine. Um, but it's it's one of those things I was really expecting that to be the shock moment of that that match where Omega finally hits the one winged angel, which has us still sitting back going. Well, who the fuck's going to kick out of the one winged angel? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, well, it might be Suzuki Okada. Yeah, it might be Okada. To be perfectly honest, there's one guy, he's out injured right now in New Japan. But um, if this, <laughs> this New Japan um, Forbidden Door actually comes, which I think it's more than likely to, to happen now, be completely uh, open, uh, be completely open. I, is, uh, is Kota Ibushi, who actually legitimately did kick out of it in New Japan. We just don't recognize it in AEW. So um, I think that's going to be what ends up happening. Kota, but Kota Ibushi is right now injured. Um, so I guess they're not going to do that anytime soon. But, well, and I mean, so is technically Kenny Omega. He was playing with well, an injury yes, during that, that match. So yeah, that was going to be on, on one of my best lists, but we'll talk about it here. Uh, it, reports have been out for a while that Kenny Omega was working injured, that he had had some nagging injuries here and there on it. But the report came out now that it's more than a nagging injury. It's a shoulder injury that will likely require surgery um, and that he could barely lift anything. Um, and, and to say that and then put on that match with Kenny Omega or with uh, Hangman Page and get Hangman Page up for a one-winged angel one time and do all those dragon suplexes and all that stuff with a shoulder that might need surgery. That's, mm -hmm. that's pretty big deal. So um, we probably will not see Kenny Omega for a while, or at, at least for a while, he'll be only in. Uh, Vignettes or backstage stuff. Or stuff like that. But, but so we'll move on. We're finally to the best of list. Best moment of the night. 
Well, okay. because I know you cheese dicks are always going to say Adam Page winning. I'm going to go with something different. Okay. Go ahead and do your something different so us cheese dicks can say Adam Page winning. Um, I, I'm going to go with uh, with uh, Luchasaurus's, uh, uh, yeah. Backflip off the... Shooting, shooting Star Press. Was it a shooting star press? Or was it just a backflip? It was a shooting star press. Snap. Yeah, that was pretty epic. Um, I'm going to have to go with that MJF match. That rolling around, that pure wrestling that was going on in that ring. I feel like um, this is the best I've seen MJF. This is the best I've seen... Darby doing a wrestling match for the most part. He had a few spots here and there. Um, but that moment of, I guess, them countering each other's pins and then rolling around together in a ball, um, for me, still kind of takes best moment, uh, especially to begin the show. I don't know if that match was in the middle, if I would have made it the best moment from everything I've seen, but that certainly prepared me for greatness for the rest of the night. So uh, I'm going to have to go with um, the counters that both men had delivered, more specifically the rolling ball effect that they did during that match. I really liked that, but that by far was not the best moment. That might have been the best moves, right? I will also give it, there's an honorable mention, I must just make sure that you don't give it to Adam Page clean. Mm-hmm. Ready? Jungle Boy deciding to do the concerto. <laughs> I'm man enough to handle giving somebody a concerto. Yeah, maybe. I nope, it, Adam Page winning. Still, Adam Page winning is still <laughs> still still my best moment. If because again, that's the culmination of two years of storytelling, and to me, the, all the storytelling the entire in that brand moment has been built around. Right. That yeah, all of that storytelling and all of that stuff culminating in this was the best moment uh, by far of the night. But that's that that's saying that there were a lot of really good moments in this night. Yeah. Um, Miro passing out to to Brian Danielson's uh, yeah. uh, was it a triangle? That he Miro Miro getting the gut wrench power bomb gut wrench power bomb out of the leg lock. Yeah, that thing was <laughs> that was fucking was like- mint, man. That that was like if I wasn't on a time schedule, I would have rewatched that five times. You oh, know, yeah. just because. What? Miro's yeah. power countering mm-hmm. uh, Brian um, Danielson was just gold the whole night. Yeah. There, there was a whole lot of that. Um, I mean, there, there were moments in the CM Punk match that you could argue might be best moment. Like, like I said, he he, he I think he's leaning into this character that they've started to establish. Um, maybe not a full heel turn. But they've started to establish with Eddie Kingston feud, and they can easily continue it with some other people as they as they bring in some other former WWE people. This effectively, CM Punk is the John Cena right now, right? The John Cena of AEW in many ways. The guy who's been around, everyone loves him and all this stuff, but people don't think he has it. He's kind of a part-timer, you know. Uh, all of this stuff, and so kind of leaning into that, and actually doing John Cena's five moves of Doom, right? Because <laughs> um, he did the shoulder tackle, the shoulder tackle, the the um, whatever it was. The the I'm trying to remember all the five moves because I haven't seen a John Cena match in a while. The the <coughs> uh, power slam thing, 
yeah. uh, popped mm -hmm. up and did the arm up in the air, just like John Cena, and looked around like he was about to go do, yeah, just just like he's about to do that. He he was doing all that stuff, and and to me, that's leaning into this kind of storyline that he was he while he was playing the part of the I'm against the establishment John Cena guy that he was actually the John Cena guy in the background you know and yeah. and now having him play that part and so but in the end for me best moment of the night was was all of that not not even not even hitting the buckshot lariat it wasn't it wasn't the finish was the best moment it was the and new yeah. AEW World Champion Adam Hangman Page that moment, you know, and and then all of the Dark Order coming out to celebrate with him. True. Yeah. You know, all of that stuff to me, best moment of the night. But again, this night was filled with lots of good moments, right? Um, so you yeah, know, you can you can say a lot of things. Um, and you know, we'll we'll even say. You could you could even argue all of the all of the Eddie tributes could be argued uh, were mm -hmm. best moments, right? But for me, well, that Jericho one was nice too. Yeah, mm -hmm. the frog splash. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know the 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 uh, Cody Rhodes putting um, was it Cody Rhodes put the figure four on and then tagged let Pac tag in to do the. Yeah. Frog Splash. Um, yes. Just like, you know, Eddie, all, all of those things there. There were a whole lot of them, you know, throughout the and, entire night. And even, even uh, in the post-media scrum, CM Punk was talking about how um, a journalist asked how if he if he went to talk to Vicky Guerrero, he said he just gave a hug. But then he said, you know, it's pretty crazy, though, just out of pure coincidence, I was facing an Eddie at uh at at the show and then having the fans chant eddie 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 all i was kind of thinking of was eddie guerrero in that moment kind of thing so that was pretty cool to hear punk describe that on the post media scrum yeah um yeah so i mean there was even the ftr versus lucha brothers match there was a moment where i think it was dax was doing the uh the three amigos and mm -hmm. penta was able to get out of it and turned around and was like nope i'm gonna show you how it's done and he did the three amigos yeah um right all of those things those, those were definitely worth talking about in best moment but like i said for me the, the it all storyline wise and all culminating in adam page winning was culmination yeah um mm -hmm. but so we will move on to breakout star of the night now again this is not someone who's established this is someone who who uh, showed more than what they were showed before, you know? Um, and so, I mean, you could you could argue that MJF showed more, and so maybe he was a breakout star, but, like, you can't say Britt Baker was the breakout star because she's already right. established as a star. You can't I'm, say... I'm, I'm going to say the one and only... There are two options here. I think um, one of them potentially... Could be Jungle Boy, but I think the actual breakout star is Miro. I think the hmm. moment Miro had that was a breakout moment was getting out of what looked like a very intensely painful like lock. It his knee was going the correct direction for it to actually be a submission. Like mm -hmm. 
usually when they're doing that, you they have the knee bent. You're like, oh, okay, you're not actually hurting them. And the knee was not bent. It was straight and hyperextending and looked painful. And he took it into a powerbomb, <laughs> a rich powerbomb. So that's that's my breakout star of the night. I In losing, this is why Smarks was right. In losing, Miro is more over than he would have been beating Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of it's the way he lost. Now, I'm also going to point out Brian Danielson uh, in all of his AEW matches. I do not think he's he's repeated the same finisher yet. Yeah, he, he's uh, maybe he's, a couple of bell He also did talk about that in the post media scrum as well. He mentioned that this whole stigma of having a finisher is fairly recent and that back in the day he was mentioning examples like Luthez. He would never necessarily do the same finish. He's like, and that's something I want to bring back. Mm-hmm. He's like, cause although a lot of the newer fans believe that's a thing, he's like, it's really not. And it creates more of a surprise to when the match does end and it's not your typical uh, finisher. It's done. Well, you know, I think I think to his point, finishers always have existed in professional wrestling, but they didn't show in every match, right? right? The finisher was the thing that someone pulled out when everything else didn't work. Okay, this is my last ditch effort. This thing works, right? So yeah, it it was something that yeah, it's relatively recent that a finisher is hit all the time, like you know, uh Roman Last Reigns 30 years. Almost, yeah, Roman Reigns is always going to do his his ooh spear, you know, whatever or now his uh guillotine lock, you know, uh whatever. He's got the finisher. That's the thing now. But yeah, way back in the day, finishers were not used in every match. In fact, but I mean a lot has changed. You know, way back in the day, you didn't see the stars wrestle except for on the pay-per-views, right? The stars would wrestle nobodies on the weekly shows uh, leading up to the pay-per-view. The only time that they wrestled star versus star was pay-per-view, right? And now we Mm. get star versus star all the time because the the industry has changed. Um, So, But no, I I, I just like that, that Brian Danielson is finding a way to win, not relying on the same thing every time. Um, and it's it's really interesting because it tells the story of, uh, you know, now he's this guy who you don't have one thing to to uh, look out for. You've got dozens of things, right? He can beat you a dozen different ways. And so it's not just about finding the way to beat one thing, because as soon as you That's find it. the way to beat that one thing. He's got something else, you know, oh, you found a way to beat the LaBelle lock. Well, that's fine. He's going to triangle choke you out, you know. <clears throat> oh, exactly. Oh, you found a way to beat the triangle choke? Well, that's totally fine. Uh, he's going to guillotine you this time, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know. So, um, but no, the Miro is a very good choice for that. Um, I mean, it's it's like hard to argue. I thought Ty Conti looked pretty good in her match, but it's hard to argue that she was the breakout star because she was in a championship match, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think getting to the championship match was her breakout moment. And in um, two, three years, we'll see her win a title. Yeah. Um, I I would argue that maybe in terms of in-ring work and and all that to a lot of people, the breakout star might be Eddie Kingston. 
Uh, because he hasn't uh, had a whole lot of solo work in AEW. And for a lot of people, they don't know any of his other work. So to see him do this match and uh, and stand toe-to-toe with CM Punk and make CM Punk bleed and almost win a couple times um, and just barely lose... Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they go with that storyline, but I, you know, I think Miro looks better out of it, so I, I would not disagree with Miro on this. I don't, I don't think that storyline's over. That CM Punk Eddie oh, Kingston. No. I don't think that's forward. over. I, it, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see if they lean into, like I, I'm suspicioning, lean into the CM Punk was the was the John Cena of his time, um, or is this going to be the start of a, a heel turn for Eddie Kingston because he did refuse the show of respect yeah. handshake at the end yep. you know um is is this gonna be we're gonna see a darker eddie kingston who knows we'll see um i i would like to point out uh um uh something that i'm surprised didn't come up in worst moments uh for dfa but i just thought of it but um uh worst moment of the night was not jay lethal being announced aew all elite i'm i'm so not talking about it <laughs> that's how bad however jay lethal sammy guevara on dynamite whoa i'm excited yeah, yeah. No. i'm excited to see jay lethal get fucking buried right away oh. except the fact that he's 87 years old and he shouldn't be wrestling i mean dude dude is, is small in um and and his prime was 12 years ago. It's Kevin Nash won in the W in the Impact wow. TNA Championship. I mean, it's I'm going to point Nash out he's o- he's only 36, so it's not like he's yeah okay. he's still kind of he's young, still man. 12 years past his prime. <laughs> wow. Like, I, he's injury prone. I, I'm just uh, I don't yeah. want to see no. it. I know you. You've never unless been unless you're black and cheese I don't want to see it. Well, I will you're point not out he did come out. I will point out he came out to Black Machismo music, though. Did he? Uh, okay. Yeah, the music he came out to was the Black Machismo, uh, the variation on Pomp and Circumstance that he used for Black yeah. Machismo. So, yeah, that's great. Um, Fuck that. And his whole Well Shivani kind of thing was Black Machismo esque. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I just had to bring it up because we didn't bring it up earlier and I knew it would get that look no, on I don't, face. I don't want it. I, <laughs> it's not that... I loved him in TNA. I really did. And he got injured and he stopped doing the black and cheese mom. And it's over now, man. Like... But. I don't like him anymore. <laughs> and I feel bad that I don't like him anymore. You, did he break your heart? He broke your heart. I'm only gonna it, break, 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 break. Yeah. I turned on ROH and I'm like, oh yeah. Like I was excited the first time I turned on ROH. I was like, oh, Jay Lee Hill's the champ. Who the fuck is this guy? This isn't Black Machismo. <laughs> this is the shithead he was after he was he was Black Machismo and Impact. I will argue that he was ROH champ for far too freaking long, but uh, I saw they had his work. for a while too. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's not that against ROH. So, but, um, uh, I I also wanted to point out that there was a guest in the crowd that they talked about at one point, and uh, 
Oh, uh, the claw me, dude? Yeah, uh, Baron Von Rausch. Um, and, or Rosky, excuse me. Uh, Baron Von Rosky. Um, and I want to point out that um, he was born here in Omaha, Nebraska. He's a Nebraska boy. Baron Von Rosky from Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I was, I was going to point out, I wish I had my who the fuck is this shirt because I had no fucking clue. Well, I mean, he is known as the uh, first NWA television champion. Oh, shit. Okay. So, uh, and the current NWA television champion played football in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. So I had a brief stint in the late 80s uh, in WWF as the manager for the Barbarian and the Wardlore, the Powers of Pain. Oh, um, okay. So he was in there. Um, he, you know, I just, when I saw him, I was like, I, I'm pretty sure that's that's one of the Nebraska uh, wrestlers. But his big thing was in the AWA in the 1960s and 70s. That's when he was really. Oh, okay. Um, but he, uh, what is it? March of 1977, he wrestled WWWF World Heavyweight Champion Bruno San Martino for the title at Madison Square Garden. Oh, well, that's an accomplishment for sure. Damn. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, but so they had him. I mean, he's legitimately a wrestling legend, uh, although most wrestling fans today wouldn't know anything about him. Um, right. And, and in fairness, I had to look him up on, on Wikipedia just to make sure he was the guy I was thinking of, you know? Cause... Mm. Well, I mean, popular in the 60s and 70s, like Jesus, you know, like yeah, I'll I'll point out that Madison Square Garden match that I mentioned was still before I was born. So, <laughs> okay, um, fair enough. And that's considered his most high profile match. So oh wow, okay. Um because it was for the WWF title. Fair he, he also lost it though. Uh oh. so. That says something, but anyways, <laughs> um, he he also I will point out has the dumbest finisher in the history of wrestling. Of wrestling, the Iron Claw. I'm gonna grab your head, and I don't know, hurt it somehow. His hands could squeeze. Yeah, it worked. Uh, what's his face looked like he was just out of it completely. I don't know who it was. I think it was uh, one of the, uh, I think it was uh, DeSantos. Well, to be fair, I think DeSantos needed that because uh, he missed Jericho's little move maneuver there. So he needed a little uh, brain cells to be kicked out. Maneuver. So we will go Uh, ahead and, oh, go ahead. What's your. uh, Well, I mean, before I was just going to be rudely be ignored for my opinion. Well, you you talk so much and don't say anything. I kind of forgot that you hadn't answered it. Ironically, you Talks do the same. Much. Don't say anything. <laughs> God, that's savage right there. Ironically, you do the like, same. I um, feel like Jay Lethal was right here in the room just going, Oh, yeah, I'm going to say some shit, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, you know, but I, I, my, my kudos would have to go to uh, Miro because I really appreciated Miro's work in the. Uh, in the Brian match, but also I got I definitely have to go back to MJF. I thought this was the best I have seen MJF in the ring since his inception into I, AEW. I will agree. I think I think this was his best wrestling match. Yeah. Um, but wrestling was never MJF's strong suit. You know, that that now it is. <laughs> I, I still think you put you, you put you MJF versus still his best strong suit. Yeah. I still think you put MJF versus Brian Danielson 
Um, and MJF will look good because Brian Danielson makes everyone look good, but mm. uh, but you won't come away from it saying MJF wrestled a hell of a match, you know. So he still has a long way to go, but I'm I'm not gonna take that away from you. He can be your breakout star of the night. That's fine. I wasn't asking for your approval, but thank you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we are gonna move on to best line of the night. Line, line of yes. the night. Is this new? I feel like we never did a best line. I think I think we did it in one of the the uh, recent ones, and I decided to keep it in because I think it was um, I think it was uh, suggested by Da Fave after mm. Paul Heyman said something in yeah. one mm. of the recent WWE pay per views, so I kept it in. Ah, fair enough. Um, and and in fairness, I probably should take it out for this one because th- there weren't a lot. I they didn't have like interviews during the show. Really, there weren't. You know, uh, I mean, best line of the night, uh, Jr. calling him Daniel Bryan. Uh, maybe not. Oh, did he say that? Yep. Right. <laughs> yep. 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 Jr. Sure did. Um, what was with Taz's whole thing? With scouting, did that ever come to fruition? Did I miss something with that? Because no, I felt no. like he just. It will. Yeah, it, it will. will. Okay. Planting seeds, I'm sure. Okay. You know, Taz is trying to, to increase the size of FTW and get some new people there, or, or, it's just scouting so that when someone challenges Ricky Starks, they have the knowledge. I don't know. Mm, fair. But. Um. Best line. Oh, there was something in the post-media scrum that Tony Khan had mentioned that he liked uh, that Shivani had said. Oh, I, but I, I don't remember. I think the best line of the night was when Excalibur gave – or it might have been, have been JR. JR was quick on it. They're like – Oh, well, that's Darby Allen coming out. And JR, who's that? Uh, um, and JR was like, Tony, who's that other guy coming out? Yeah, yeah. It's Sting! <laughs> Love yeah. that. That was Yeah, he, he definitely fed it to him. So, <laughs> come on. Come on. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. And hey, kudos to JR. Uh, it has been, he, he did announce as well that he does have like, uh, back skin cancer as well and the guy is still there uh you know doing his best on commentating with aew he's there every week so just wanted to give it also a kudos to jr he's still quick with it so uh much love and respect as always for jr especially with all everything he's going through now so kudos to you good old jr kudos to you mm-hmm yeah, I don't know. You know, there, there. Like you said, we're gonna have to go with something. The announcer, I, I guess, I, I'll say the best line is uh, Justin Roberts announcing um, uh, Kenny Omega as being from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, and not North Carolina. Just he that. did though in the ring. I think. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. He said that, and that's why I'm giving it to him because he said. Not North Carolina, specifically. He's from uh, not North Carolina because they're still <laughs> using that to give it to fucking Cornette. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Fuck Cornette. 
<laughs> Not Ooh. Cornette. Best line of the night, fuck Cornette. <laughs> Smart I, just now. I, I really should make a shirt from that, um, knowing full well that JR, not JR, that, that Cornette will sue. He has sued, he sued Joey Janela for a shirt that said something similar. So. I feel like we should make a shirt that says core nets and just have like a, a hardcore sign wrapped in a net or something. Core nets. No, 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 no. Okay. Never mind. I thought it was cool. Carry on. Not in love with it. Yeah. Not in love with it. Yeah. Not in love with it. Julie mm, noted. So we will go ahead and move on to the next one. Best performance of the night. Um, fuck, I don't know. Who, who do I give the very best to? You know, that's the question right now. Um, yeah, I mean, it is a tough one, like. Uh... MJF put on the best wrestling match of his night of, of his career so far, but was it the best performance? That's it. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, uh, Hangman Page won won the thing, but was it his best performance? I would argue that a lot of the stuff coming leading up to him winning, but not necessarily him winning, was his best performance. You know, the whole "I don't believe in myself" thing. Well, I mean, keep in mind, it's best performance of the night. So we're That's not basing point. it off what they've That's done before. Point. That's my point. That's why I would mm. say all that stuff before was his better performance of the night. Was that the best performance? Uh, Miro? I mean, Brian Danielson. <laughs> Brian Danielson or Miro? I think uh, no, the no. CM Punk, Eddie Kingston. Give it to they, them both? They, 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 they. Finished and told a new story all at the same time. I I can't argue with that. I I was saying the Brian Danielson Miro because it told the story of of power versus technical sure. prowess, and it told it really well. And Miro still looked like a fucking monster at the end of it, despite losing. You know, yeah. that's gotta um, be Miro. Yeah, so that's um, gotta be Miro. So that, the, those would be my choices. Either either or. You know, yeah, I'd probably go with uh, Kingston Punk though. Um, uh, I guess more so Kingston, but I guess Punk with this whole John Cena references was pretty dope too. But um, just now we're finally, and I'm always telling talking about the post media scrum, but CM Punk did mention a story about how a lot of what was said with um. Uh, Kingston was true, and he's like, look, the guy after his match, he'll go out until 3 a.m. in the morning. Me, uh, you know, I'll go back to my hotel room and stretch and to get ready for my next matchup next week. Oh, Brian said that, actually. I feel like Daniel Bryan had said that, if I'm not mistaken. Bryan or CM Punk, one of the two had said it. Um, and... I hope that with these wrestlers digging into him, he does finally get it. Like, hey, bro, you're awesome in the ring. You just have to be that awesome outside of it as well. And you will be the next superstar. So here's to uh, 
just thinking that, hey, maybe he is following their lead with that now. And um, I think this is the best Eddie Kingston I have seen. So, yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with uh, Eddie Kingston. I mean, that's more or less why he was my nomination for breakout star of the night. It's just because this is literally the best, uh, especially in-ring Eddie Kingston we've seen. Like, we knew he could talk, but in in an actual ring, and I'm not that's talking it. about skill, but performance overall, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he, he did, did a great, you know, showed stuff that we haven't seen before from him. Um, I just think the, the Miro-Daniel-Brian match as a whole – told so much but i'm I'm gonna point out daniel bryan for someone a self-proclaimed not daniel bryan fan um he's as good as i've ever seen he's as good as i've ever seen him that match on rampage the other night um who was he against on rampage uh it was fucking just a technical marvel uh uh fudge it was rampage you're saying yes it was on this week's go home rampage damn Uh, um let's see if i can find um because it's it's dark wasn't dante was it rampage no maybe it wasn't rampage i don't think it was rampage okay it must have been dynamite must have been dynamite so I thought it was Rampage, but it was. Um, let me find Dynamite because I, I gotta remember who it was because it was it was one of those matches where I watched it and I was like, "Holy fucking shit!" This thing, Rocky Romero. That's what it was. Oh yeah, that was good. It was it was just fucking technical, technically flawless. It was hold after hold catch wrestling back and forth it was phenomenal and i i haven't seen a ton of rocky romero matches because he mostly Mm. wrestled in new japan right um did a did a stint in ring of honor as well but didn't watch a ton of them there but he impressed the crap out of me but then watching him with brian danielson i was like holy shit this match here um it it was a pay-per-view quality match opening up a episode of dynamite um right and with no buildup whatsoever, like, and most people didn't know who Rocky Romero was at all. Period. Right. Um, yep. I will that point out that that was also uh, building this future, uh, the Forbidden Doors open wide open thing, because it started off with the storyline that the uh, best friends, Orange Cassidy, um, Chucky e. T, um, I'm assuming are Trent, chaos. are are part of Kazuchika Okada's chaos staple. Uh, now are officially been invited by him to join Chaos, and that uh, that can only, in my mind, mean that we're going to see Kazuchika Okada in AEW soon, um, and possibly some members of AEW in New Japan in one of these years. The, the key is they are mentioning the active stable somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not, not just a, the wrestler, but not, the stable. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Kazuchika Okada has got a match coming up. Um for the uh with uh um Tanahashi for I think it's Tanahashi who's the current Ring of Honor not Ring of current New Japan world champion and then uh Osprey has challenged the winner of that because he claims to be the real 
New Japan uh, champion. You know what I mean? Because he had the belt, and then they took it off him because he couldn't defend it. And uh, then Kazuchika Okada recently... Uh, oh, no, it's uh, Takagi Shingo, who's the current one. That's right. Um, but yeah, they've got a match, Shingo Takagi versus... Uh, versus... I can tell you, we will only get face-to-face number one PWI wrestler in the world versus number two PWI wrestler in the world through the open the forbidden door getting opened. Mm-hmm. But um, so best performance of the night. Gotta give it to somebody. Adam Page. Uh, you it's hard to argue against that. It it'd be hard to argue against Kenny Omega, best performance of the night. Because yeah. he I mean he proved again why he's called the best bout machine. Especially knowing now that he was wrestling with a bum shoulder the whole time. Right, uh, correct. But I, it's yeah, it's really hard to to argue against that. Looks like we had lost yeah. JLB for a second, but he should be back now. I'm back. Yeah, uh, my bad. So. My badass hands are too fat. My bad. Accidentally yeah. click the stop button. So, so yeah, did you it's super click cool. something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Didn't um well I, I guess that's why you're not a stand-up comedian. Didn't yeah. Um but yeah, I mean it, it's hard to not say Hangman Page or Kenny Omega, uh just because of their match and all that stuff. Um, but I mean there's a ton of phenomenal performances, best yeah. performances. So th- this was such a good show. Um you, you know, we, we could argue back and forth as to whether this was the best AEW pay-per-view of the year. Um I think it was too busy. That's the only reason it, I say that it's might not. be that that's a legitimate legitimate criticism of it. Um I can say, however, that this is still better than almost every WWE pay-per-view of the year. Yeah. And will be better than next week's pay-per-view. Yeah. I think yeah. I think WWE is at a point where they're trying to be right after AEW's pay-per-views. And uh yeah. They're trying. I don't trying find that to... as a wise decision. We're yeah. we're the closing brand. The, their tactic is off. let's see what AEW does and and then try to one up them, but it's going to be fucking hard to one up this, right? Yeah. You might like, even... Well, I don't know if you start using Ricochet, if you start using Tazawa, if you start using Kevin Owenswell, if you start putting on another Seth Rollins. I really don't understand your heart on for Dude, he's phenomenal talent. If you let him do what he needs to do in that ring, you'll he, get an amazing superstar. He he's he's really good. I'm not arguing that. Um I I don't think anyone but you would put him up against Kenny Omega or, or in the category with Ricochet. Ricochet even. Yeah. He's good, but Ric- Ricochet has the ch- the potential to being used well, be a world title holder in some place. I I do not see Tazawa ever as world title holder in any of the promotions, period. As well, either way, him. you're going to use him. I mean, he doesn't have to be in comparison to the Kenny Omega match. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if it was in comparison to maybe, I, uh, you know, I don't know, the... 
Luchasaurus match or something like that. It, it, you can. It depends, right? If you, you get to Zawa versus Ricochet, that could be a fire match. If you get Ricochet versus Seth, fire match. So, um, you know, I mean, they just have to start using their wrestlers more. The WWE has amazing talent. They're just not using them properly or using them at all. I mean, I, I would agree with that. I still, e- even with their talent and all that stuff, I have a hard time believing that they could even put together a pay-per-view that would come close to this one. Right, period. Well, I mean, you got to start somewhere. You know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, this is starting from scratch because they're not using anybody. Uh, maybe the... Because it's... Is it officially a triple threat match yet? No. Kevin Owens is in the Survivor Series match. So, I mean, no, not with the card they have now. It's not going to be, be comparable. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say it from this standpoint, because um, I, I, I want to make it clear that I, this isn't about the talent that they have. This is about the WWE process. I do not think the WWE process, the WWE uh, mentality can make a pay-per-view that would stand up to this. Uh, even with their talent, they have this, like, every WWE match has the same sort of feel, the same sort of, you know, you know, the way the beats, the storytelling goes, all of this stuff. It's the WWE way. And and that, I think, is what holds them back. They're too formulaic. They're too ritualized. Um, and it mm. doesn't matter who they stick in it. The fact that they they program and and the thing is they're doubling down on it. It's the whole reason this whole NXT 2.0 thing is happening. Is this is WWE saying, "Hey, we're we're tired of of our matches, uh, you know, of, of all of these independent wrestlers coming in and trying to wrestle an independent match. We want them to be." our matches so let's go instead find football players that we can turn into wrestlers rather than independent wrestling stars that we have to try to teach our way to right Um, and and because of that i think wwe will always struggle in when it comes to wrestling now storytelling wise we can argue back and forth on right uh Mm. wwe has told phenomenal stories over the years um but when it comes to in-ring wrestling matches they, no matter how talented their wrestlers are, they're never going to put on a Brian Danielson versus Miro match, right? They had both of those wrestlers. They wrestled matches against each other. They never wrestled this match against each other. That's, it's an answer you can't answer, though. Mm-hmm. Because, I, again, if a, you have, you know... A, they have the wrestlers that can do that. I've seen perhaps maybe a better Daniel Bryan match happen in WWE maybe a while ago, but they have done it. I I would argue against that. I you know every every Bryan Danielson match in AEW I've seen is a different Brian Danielson. It's, it's than better than what we had before. Better than what we've seen in, in WWE. But I, I'm going to point out, let's, let's take the Brian Danielson out of it. Cody Rhodes, Pac, Malachi Black, and Andrade. All of them former WWE guys. All of them put on a better match here than... Oh, absolutely. All of them were utilized. Andrade, Andrade was better in NXT. 
I, I and um, that's why I'm going to point out I'm talking WWE, their main product, right? Because they've always considered NXT developmental, regardless of what they've said. NXT was developmental, and it was always the second tier. It was the redheaded stepchild, right? And so, but because you, you had Andrade and NXT who was fucking <laughs> fire. And then they pull mm-hmm. them up to the main roster and and they make them start doing the WWE product. Because in NXT, they let them still be an independent wrestler. But they come sure. up to the, the main roster and they make them do the WWE product. Um, and sure. it's the same thing with Malachi Black. When he came up, Aleister Black, he was fire in NXT. And then he comes up. And what do they do? And then he goes to AEW and instantly, within days, he's fucking fire. You know, mm-hmm. again, right? Cody Rhodes has put on better matches since leaving WWE than he ever did in WWE. And Pac, I don't think any, I like, he was wasted in 205 Live. They had him. They had this talent. And they're like, yeah, we're going to have you lose to fucking Enzo. Maverick or Enzo. Yeah, that was it. You know. And so that that's my point. It's. It's not about the wrestlers in WWE. That's why I want to make this point clear. WWE has all the talent in the world, right? It's the way they use them. It's the WWE way. And because of that, I don't care what talent they have. I don't think they can put on a pay-per-view that rivals this from a a wrestling standpoint. Because they're writing talent. Yeah. You can talk about storyline. They're writing some great storylines. The storyline with Roman and and Paul Heyman is great, right? Yeah. Um, but as great as the storyline is, the matches in the ring still fall short of this level because they have to follow the WWE way. And that's what's holding them back. So um, we're going to move on, though, to under hype of the night because I, I know... I know DA Fabe is probably struggling uh, right about now. Um, I'm struggling, and I have to get up tomorrow to report to my first day of work at my new job. And so I'm kind of like... So let's go. Yes. So under hype of the night. Let's go. Under hype as in I thought it was going to be bad, but it ended up being good. Uh, underhype could be that, or it could be this was the match they didn't talk about, and it was great. Mm, okay. Right? They didn't hype this, and it turned out to be a great match. Right. Uh, MJF Derby. They did technically hype it. Uh, I guess I underhyped it, because I didn't think MJF could pull the kind of match that he did. That's fair. Yeah, I, I, um, I'll go with mine. I think under hype of the night, the Lucha Brothers versus FTR match because I, I yeah. fucking forgot that they were even doing this match on the pay per view. Like, <laughs> I, I, I yeah. know they built the storyline, but it's it <clears throat> got lost in all the shuffle. Yo, Danielson versus Miro for the the winner of the. Eliminator tournament, the number one contender match. Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega for the world title. Oh, that's great. The Inner Circle versus um, the uh, America's top team and men of the year, 
right? That dominated the storylines there. CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. Oh, dominated storylines. You know, all of this stuff. The super click was the big thing here. In, in the end, this this tag team championship match versus the current AEW tag team title holders and the current AAA tag team title holders. I forgot was happening on this show. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was a it was a fire match. It was a great match, yeah. Great match. Uh, and so so it was like one of those where it's like, oh, oh shit, this match is <laughs> happening. We're doing this, we're doing this, we're 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 fucking doing this. Okay. There was no piss breaks. I think that was an issue. It was just too much. It was great, but it was too much. Well, I that's why I said nine total matches on the main card. I think they would have been better off with seven, but Again, looking at this lineup, what which ones do you cut, right? Like, I guess I if I were doing it, I probably wouldn't have done the Cody and Pac versus Malachi Black and Andrade. But right. then, but then I'd feel bad because Malachi Black and Andrade deserve to be on this pay per view, you know. So, um, so what do you cut? Do you cut the CM Punk match? Well, no, you can't. That's their golden goose right now. So let's keep that on. Um, Cut the inner circle versus men of the year match, maybe. You want the MMA, yeah, but you want the MMA stardom there. But if you anything, you could have yeah. you could have done that at Rampage. If anything, if anything, Con, if you're gonna have nine matches, put make your Rampage before like your pre pay per view. Because honestly, I'm thinking four hours is too much. That's almost WWE I, WrestleMania level where I'm tired. I'm tired of WWE's four so, hours because it's garbage. Yeah. I'm tired of AEW's four and, hours because it's overwhelming. I didn't get so tired much. of this at all. Um, overwhelmed, maybe, but I didn't ever get yeah. tired. However, uh, may, maybe in this, uh, having not watched it live, this plan, but I don't know, maybe started a little earlier, so it's not going till fucking 12. Went to 12.30 for me. Yeah, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, it, it was long. It was long. I don't know. Like, how- I don't know if Fight has a replay or not. Yeah. If I can actually watch it, replay it. They, they do now. Um, they do. They but, better. But I, but because... I don't know specifically on Canada because it's it wasn't available live on Fight. In America, you could only order it pay-per-view or Bleacher Report. Right. Um, but they did put up the replay on Fight now. Which I would get if I paid for the pay-per-view originally. If you bought it on Fight, you should be able to watch the replay, I believe. Oh, it should be okay. available for you. So, mm, Okay, because that's now what I'm scared of. Because if, if it's going to be four hours like this, at some point I'm going to... Not that I'm losing interest in what's going on. I'm just overwhelmed. It's maybe a bit too late. It's maybe... I don't know. It's just over-drenched book. It's not even... It's not a negative thing. It's just too much i don't know i don't know i i feel bad for even saying that but it's just like i i need i need a break or something give me an intermission at least hamilton gave you an intermission at some point you know what i mean give me an intermission for like aew or something like give me a little break well, or I make mean, rampage something or yeah. whatever have you you well, know like, i mean here's the thing what what they needed to do a little bit more of if for this that would probably do this is a vignette segment, right? Let's yeah, say um, uh, after but the... they did. Well, they did something, but none of them like long enough, right? But that's my point. Well, like, then maybe it w- I would have been after... to one then. Yeah, yeah. maybe after the Christian Cage and Jurassic Express versus Super Click match, have, it, have a 
20 minute or 15 minute long, you know, like recap. I mean, it's one of the things WWE does that sometimes frustrates me, but it is still pretty good. About halfway through a pay-per-view, they kind of recap what happened. It's too long, but they recap what happened uh, for, for 10 minutes or something like that to give you a chance to be like, okay, they're doing this. Let's go pee. Let's do some stuff. Let's go to the, the, uh, kitchen and get some more snacks or whatever. Let's mm. let's down a Red Bull so I have the energy for the rest of this shit show or whatever. <laughs> um, but no, like I said, to me, it wasn't that it was too long. It was just overwhelming. But that's why I say the tough thing. But that's is- why I think I thought it was too long because I was just overwhelmed <laughs> and my body and mind couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> but then, like I said, though, I look at this card and I, I think, what would I cut? What would I cut? Well, it's not about cutting. It's just about putting some on Rampage or saving some for your next Dynamite. Like, but, it's not a bad thing either. People but, but are still going to watch. They, you, you don't have the ability to put, present these matches the same way on Rampage or, or Dynamite. You don't, right? MJF versus Darby Allen went for 22 minutes. That would have had at least two, if not three, commercial breaks in it. Do you want three commercial breaks in MJF versus Darby Allen? You pay to not have the commercial breaks. Tony Khan says he has enough money as Vince does. You, you, you pay to not have the commercial the breaks. You can't do that. Not all the time. You but, don't have a pay-per-view again, every two months. Again, and that and this is why pay-per-views exist. Pay-per-views exist <laughs> so you can have the match without commercial break. Right. That's the whole point of it. So any of these, I don't see any of these are all pay-per-view level matches. Or give me a two-nighter. <clears throat> I wouldn't mind a doing a two-nighter for what AEW gives me here. This I wouldn't mind because it's two nights you, of you pure amazingness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. I'd be down. But but then then you have two nights of two hours, so then they've got to add stuff to it. You know what I mean? Uh, Not necessarily. No, you have a two-hour pay-per-view per night. No, you can't do two two-hour pay-per-views. That that's gonna people are people are just gonna absolutely lamb blast you for that. You Paper, think pay-per-views have to have to be longer than your main main product, period. Right? And, oh, okay. and that's where that's where part of the problem with WWE being three hours on Monday is is it means their pay-per-views have to be longer than three hours. Otherwise, if 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 WWE puts out a two and a half hour long pay-per-view, and they've done this before, and we on this very show lamb blasted them for it. Because we're like that pay per view is shorter than an episode of Raw, right? They have, they have it's done that. We've talked about it, so they can't do two a two well, hour long pay per view. So you have to not have if it's so, the quality of wrestling that we get, though. It, if you give me I one night, you give me MJF and you give me uh, the Lucha Express match, uh, and you give me the tag match, and you give me the Britt Baker final. Not, not. I'd be a happy camper. Uh, especially remember, in in America at least, there's no subscription service that you can do to get this without paying for it. So in America, to pay for it to watch it live, you're paying fifty bucks. You cannot do two fifty dollar pay per views. No, you do two twenty nine ninety nine pay per views. But here's the deal: the price for pay per views is not set by the AEW. Oh. The, price for pay-per-views mm. is set by the cable providers, right? Because that's what they need to make the the thing make money, right? 
Um, and that's why when when WWE moved to the, the streaming service and we were able to just start including them, it basically killed their pay-per-view business because you still had to buy the pay-per-views for $49.99 uh, or you could pay $9.99 a month and get it for free on the WWE Network. Mm-hmm. What flavor so, of chips are you eating? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm eating sure. Eggos. Eggos. Eggos aren't chips. Those are crunchy nope. Eggos. I toast them to pure crunchy perfection. Anyway, but that's my point is, if, <laughs> if they cut this in half, then they would have had to have padded some things out to make it longer, to make it so that... And and even if we didn't say anything, I'm talking the internet wrestling wrestling community as a whole would not stand for two two-hour pay-per-views back-to-back. In fact... If they did that, I guarantee you, um, most of the things would be like, why did we have two two-hour pay-per-views? We could have had it all in one night. Right? WWE had a seven-hour pay-per-view in WrestleMania before. Like, yeah, and then they had to make it two nights because And, we and then pissed. they decided to make it two nights because people were pissed. Yes, but that still ended up being two, three-plus-hour pay-per-views. Right. And that yeah, worked, but right? WWE so, made it cheaper though. Each night wasn't sixty bucks; they made it thirty nine ninety nine. So, to your whole cable scenario, they could have done that too. AEW can easily do that. I don't think that's a thing. It one hundred percent is a thing, but in the <laughs> end, it comes down to um, a, WWE has thirty years of history in pay per views that they can point to and say this is the way our pay per views perform. And that gives them leverage with the networks to do it in the pay-per-view cards. In fact, WWE has 30 years of relationship with the pay-per-view companies that do it. WWE founded the concept of in-home pay-per-view wrestling events. That's fair. They didn't exist before WWE, right? And so AEW can't come, doesn't have the sort of leverage that WWE has to do things like that. Um but in the end, WWE also has the network as leverage, right? They can say, hey, we're doing a two-night WrestleMania, uh, but instead of charging the full amount, you need to charge less. And if the cable network say, no, we're going to charge the $59.99, WWE can say, well, that's fine. We're just going to tell all of our fans to subscribe to the network and get it for 10 bucks A month? A month, yeah. Valid, yeah, valid point. Um, so... AEW doesn't have that streaming service. So, other, other under hype of the night from DFA. Yeah, you ready? Yeah. Ty Conti. I agree. That was that a phenomenal match. Yeah. That match was great. It, great it, it did not get any hype. And had it gotten hype, mm-hmm. I might have been invested in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the and uh, you know, in in AEW's case, the women's matches just in general get underhyped just as a whole. They don't get talked about. We get one women's match a week usually. Now two sometimes because they put one on Rampage as well. Uh, and the rest are all just kind of put on dynamite, uh, not on dynamite, on dark and elevation, right? And that and the tough thing is uh, from a continuity standpoint, when you bury a match on dark or elevation, most people don't watch it, so it doesn't care. It right. doesn't care? It doesn't matter, I should say. <laughs> it doesn't care. It doesn't, the match doesn't care anymore. It sure don't. Um, it. And so I, I, w- I would not disagree with Ty Conti um, 
that match being underhyped as a whole and Ty Conti herself. I, I think Ty Conti is the hidden gem that uh, WWE should be absolutely kicking themselves for, for letting go. I think uh, they, they even buried her on NXT, right? Uh, she was on NXT and they did not give her anything and she gets cut and shows up in AEW and is instantly one of their stars. That's because right. she's not speaking English. She speaks English pretty well. Yeah, she actually kind of sounds like a deaf person a little bit. Um, uh, I I do like that, uh, especially on Dark when she wrestles on Dark. Usually afterwards, she dances with Aubrey Edwards. Uh, She forces her to Brazilian dance. Anyways, um, so I I would not disagree with Ty Conti either. Um, I think she's fire. I think that match was fire. It told a really good storyline of Britt Baker. You know. there was a time where she could have tried to pin Ty Conti and she didn't because she would rather try to lock on the lockjaw. And then Ty Conti was able to reverse it into trying to pin her and all of this stuff. Yeah. Told a good story. Um, and it would have told a better story if Anna Jay had showed up to try to rescue her. Yeah, Anna Jay. Your horrible friend, Anna. Bad friends. Anyways. With friends like you, who needs Britt Baker's? Yeah, who needs Britt Brit Baker's friends? Britt Brit Baker, you you do. You're a Britt Baker. You know. We're moving on to OMG moment of the night. I, I, I'm sure it was better in your head. It, it, it wasn't even better in my head. It was a jumble. OMG moment of the night. We lost JLB again. See you Golly, I, I keep going back to Luchasaurus. Th- this is a good spot for the Luchasaurus. Um, should, should we just call you DJ Fat Fingers now? <laughs> I'm around my phone, died. Wicked, 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 wicked. So Anyways. I spent DJ a year Fat and a half doing this off of a phone, and you guys going, Why don't you just do it off of a computer? I get a whole studio set up, I need more acoustic controls in here, but I get a studio set up and everything. And you're gonna tell me your phone died. You think a phone is a better route to go? Hypocrisy's a motherfucker, bro. It's you know that's that's legit right there. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um OMG moment, Luchasaurus. I, I fully I think that's a, a very good uh I I would say I I would put Eddie Kingston's fucking backfist of doom to start the match was a pretty good OMG moment. Uh holy shit. He just knocked him the fuck. Is this going to be a 10 yeah. second match? Yeah, I was like, are, are we not getting this match? Are what we the not getting this match? What the, who the fuck knew Eddie Kingston was such a badass? Yeah. Um, and kind of an honorable mention for me Sammy Guevara's uh, uh, Swanton, I guess it was, off the the top of the 20 foot ladder through the table. Oh, yeah. on. I think that it was, was Arlovsky. I think it was Arlovsky. Yeah. I'll have to watch it again. Um, was really good, but I but I really want to give the OMG moment to the cameraman because it was perfection in shooting this moment. Right, very very low angle in front of the table, That's so it true. looked it looked even higher um, than it really. was. I mean, it, yeah, it was a twenty foot ladder. Of, you know, but it looked like he was jumping from seven 
seven yeah. million feet. Yeah, it it looked like he was. It looked like he was jumping from the rafters. Yeah, and then and then landing through the table, followed him the entire way down. We've given AEW production a lot of crap over the time about how they shoot yeah, some of these. That's about the yeah. Like like the fall off the top of the cage at at Blood and Guts, um, what you know that was called a botch in lots of ways because uh, we could see the padding and all this stuff. In reality, I don't blame Jericho for that. I don't blame. I don't even blame them setting it up for it. it, it that all came down to the, the camera work of it. They could have yeah. shot that in a way that didn't make it obvious that he was landing on padding. Uh, this was shot perfectly. This was perfection in in shot. So so that's kind of mine. But yeah, the Luchasaurus moonsault. Fire. Well, shooting Star Press, excuse me, shooting was Star Press, yes. Was was fucking fire. JLB, any OMG moment for you? Uh I mean Luchasaurus moonsault was great. I feel like I will have to give it to Sammy Guevara, though. That reminded me like old school Jeff Hardy back in the day. Um, really enjoyed that, and I absolutely think you are right. That camera work, I feel, maybe just made it that much better. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, maybe the camera guy, to be honest with you, Sammy Guevara, maybe whatever deserves it, but camera guy, AEW yeah. camera guy, for getting that shot. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the other OMG moment was uh, Jay Lethal showing <laughs> up. And Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> It was an OMG moment. I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. And fun fact, fun fact, Tony Khan didn't tell anybody. <laughs> I read fucking spoilers beforehand. And I was like, motherfucker, this is going to suck. You didn't say, oh, yeah, machismo. <laughs> uh, um, another, another honorable mention for OMG moment was the way they handled the ref bump for in the main event match. Um, I really liked how uh, the ref bump happened. Hangman Page uh, was able to to hit his move. Uh, I think it was the dead eye on uh, Kenny Omega was pinning Kenny Omega. The camera flips around to watch Aubrey Edwards just absolutely full bore booking it out of the back, slide into the ring. One, two, ah, just kicked out there. That was one of those OMG moments where I was like, is this the way they're going to end it? Is this how it's going to end? No. Oh, but it was so perfectly well done. So but honorable mentions goes to the tombstone pile driver done on the apron. The apron was used amazingly in AEW. Oh. Uh, in the that is the hardest part of the ring. Just so you know. I, I was going to point yeah. out though. I will also give OMG moment that all of the commentators resisted the urge to call it the hardest part of the ring. Even JR, even JR didn't go, you know, they, yeah, they would well. make references to how lethal it was and this and that. And other, <laughs> but not one time did any of them say, you know, that's the hardest part of the ring. Wait, it is? Apparently it is. Oh, shit. So. I didn't know that. So, but there, there were a lot of OMG moments. I mean, we, we could mention the OMG moments in the Darby Allen versus MJF, you know, the, the, him pulling the the ring out and winning with that, uh, him trying to get Darby Allen to hit him with the the well the tombstone uh, the skateboard. tombstone that I was referring to was there mm -hmm. the tombstone was, was there. Uh, there were a lot of OMG moments in the Lucha Brothers versus FTR match that we could talk about. Brian Danielson versus Miro had, uh, I mean, all of the matches did, but 
I, I think those above all that we mentioned are kind of the, the top ones. So we are going to move on to best move. Oh. Also Luchasaurus? Maybe? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. <laughs> I'm super kicked attacked. Super kicked mm. attacked? That mm, might be. There was this Canadian again. I I went crazy on the MJF Darby, but there was this crazy counter that Darby did that turned into a Canadian destroyer. Uh, uh, it was actually Code Red. He got up on the shoulder, Code Red, and then flipped forward. So, but yeah, that was pretty good. That was really good. Um, I'll give here's here's one I'm going to give it to, and and it does go to Luchasaurus for a different move. Big dudes aren't supposed to do do shooting star presses. They also aren't supposed to receive Panama sunrises. Um, they, there's fair. a lot of them, you know. Um, I feel like Jake Hager should get one too because I remember him doing something off the top, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah, J Jake Hager's no. never gonna get my best move. So I already uh, said I already said um, best move was Luchasaurus, so I'll I'll give this best move to Sammy Guevara. Those are the two best moves of the night, hands down. Yeah, very likely. I mean, the the buckshot <laughs> to the back of the head was pretty phenomenal, but mm, it didn't put him down. Didn't put him down. Um, and and just saying buckshot to the back, uh, you know, does sound a little weird. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> So now this will this will probably be the debate one where where uh, we might disagree, but the, the final final one is match of the night. I'm gonna rank mine. I'm gonna give all nine of them, bottom okay. to top. Bottom to so, top. Okay. Um, AW full gear. I'm gonna make sure I don't miss anything on the card. Um, AEW full. I think we already know that I've said that the. Uh, the bottom was the uh, inner circle match. Um, the number two on that list is going to be Christian Cage. Um, and again, I, I give fire spots. Just the whole thing wasn't, as a whole, it was not the best match. I'll, I'll point Christian out your Cage. bottom two were, were both of the matches with the most people in them, which I yes. think plays into your exact argument. Yeah. Also, so. Um, number three on this, I'm going to give, uh, and, and, and in order of the most people in them, I'm going to give it to Cody Rhodes, uh, third from the bottom, uh, Cody Rhodes, Pac, Malachi Black, and Andrade El Idolo. Um, fourth from the bottom, I'm probably going to give to, I'm going to give it to Kingston Punk. Told a great story, short, relatively short match. Mm, shortest of the night. Yep. 11 minutes. Britt Baker, take, uh, Ty Conti is probably my fifth from the bottom. Um, then I got uh, Lucha Bros and Lucha Bros and FTR, which was a fucking fire match. Um, and then I've got uh, uh, so I've got three left. I've got Darby MJF. Danielson Miro. Danielson Miro and the championship. Um, Danielson Miro, Darby and JF, and Omega versus uh, Hangman Page. Match of the night, That's, Hangman Page, Omega. Okay. Yep. 
Yep. And, yep. and by the skin, by the fact yeah, that it's for it's, a title. Yeah. That's seriously the difference. Well, yeah, for a title in, and, in and for the storyline. In all three of those. Yeah, the storyline and the fact that it's for a title. Um, I think the Miro MGF ekes out the women's title match uh, because it's for a number one contendership. Um, and the women's title uh, just was not Brit's best match. Brit's had better. So. Okay. JLB, your match of the night. I'm not going to yeah, require I, you to rank them all. Just no, for sure. They're, I, they're uh, all that good, though. That's it. Um, probably the main event. Uh, just, it was fire. I uh, just story, everything, main event, Omega, Hangman. Great, phenomenal match, even if you didn't follow the story necessarily. Uh, yeah, it goes to that for sure. You can yeah. give a three way tie to those three matches. That's how good they all were. Yeah, really see, from, and for me, like I said, Hangman versus Omega, but, but again, storyline is the big reason that was matched tonight. I mean, it was it was a phenomenal match. So was the Danielson versus Miro match. Um, you know, they, they were both, but the fact that this one was the culmination of two years of storytelling is what really put this over the edge. And the finish. And the, the winner, the correct winner won. I think the correct winner won both of those, but yeah. So all three of us put it to the main event, which... When was the last time the main event at a WWE pay-per-view was the unanimous choice for match of the night for us? Oh, probably Jey Uso versus Roman, which is almost a year old now. Or the Uso, or the Roman triple threat with Daniel and Edge. I don't think Not we all gave that match of the night. No, I don't that think was we all gave the match of the night. That was WrestleMania, so I don't think we gave that match of the night. No? Oh, shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... So, yeah, so unanimous match of the night, and it was the main event, which is, you know, arguably speaking, I mean, Cornette would argue that, that the match of the night should always be the main event. If you're not capable of putting on the match of the night, you shouldn't have been the in the main event. And he would be right on this one. And for this one, he also, you know, is the main event should always be the title. And he, in this case, that was also right. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't agree that it should always be the title. But in this no, case, I mean, of these things, the main event... Two AEW pay-per-views ago, we did have a unanimous match of the night, but it was for the tag titles. Mm-hmm. When it was Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers. So, so yeah. so But a phenomenal pay-per-view. I, uh, a, a pay-per-view. A. Hands yeah. down. Second best pay-per-view for AEW of the year. Mm-hmm. Too loaded. Literally too loaded. Yeah. And like I said, I don't know what I would have cut to make this less loaded i mean maybe the only one that i that jumps out of me is the cody pack versus malachi black and andrade uh but then i'd feel bad that none of them were on the paper oh well specifically pack malachi black and andrade those are the ones that you could have put I, inner circle on rampage or something man like you could have done that but i don't but, think you get america's top team to join no, he's right you, you don't and that you so definitely it, do, though. con pays there, them regardless what do they care? America's top team is about prestige. This is about building the prestige of the brand. Not just about the money, but building them as a prestige brand. Um and and that yeah, they're not going to they're not going to agree to do this match on a rampage. You might get on a rampage, you know, Jericho, Hager and Guevara versus Paige, Scorpio Sky and Dan Lambert. But Junior Dos Santos and 
Andre Arlovsky. Mm. I mean, those are still legitimate active right. fighters, right? They're not going to risk injury for a rampage, regardless of pain, right? You put them okay. on a pay-per-view, they, they might do it. And they did and it. Um, seriously, a good and, job to those guys in not getting injured yeah. and keeping that potential door open with, with mm-hmm. Dana White and UFC. Yep. Mm-hmm. To, hey, and, you guys have a nine-month break here before your next fight. You can go ahead and have a, a little segment with AEW. And, and I'm going to go ahead and say both of them did good enough here that after their UFC careers are over, they've established themselves as potential for professional wrestling. Well, I think right? isn't isn't Orlovsky Bellator, or is he? Um, I don't th- no, I think. No, I don't so, think yeah. he was Bellator because they brought in the the Bellator guys that were um, America's top team. That were America's top team. They they had them there for the the announcement, but neither of them were chosen. Okay. I think I think both Arlovsky and Junior Dos Santos are. Well, so, the Santos I'll, is definitely UFC for sure. The behind the scenes of the night that I'm going to give is to Dana White for being willing to play with with a faux fighting organization. Um, he didn't do that with Brock, and he did that with these guys. So, um, yes, uh, Arlovsky faced. Carlos Felipe on October 16th at UFC Fight Night 195. Yeah. Uh, okay. They're both relatively recent matches. That way they have their full nine months of recovery time. And I uh, don't think... I I don't think they're... Because DeSantos isn't wrestling. It isn't fighting anymore. So I don't retired? think... If you, I think he's fully retired. He hasn't had a match in quite some time. Notice he took the bigger bumps too, though. Yeah. So I don't think you would have had a Brock caliber. Like, I don't see Usman or Nunez ever doing anything with AEW because that's Dana White's bread and butter. So I I honestly think uh, Dana White only did that because these are fight night guys. Sure, it's still big and whatever, but it's not on your UFC Paper yeah, in fact, brand. I, I will Who's I will point out. Apparently, that. back in March, uh, it was announced that Dos Santos was no longer uh, in UFC. He's been released. From oh that. snap! Oh, okay. So he's not a UFC uh, fighter anymore, which very well might mean that he is trying to transition to wrestling. All elite. And again, uh, I I don't know whether he's going to be all elite right from the start, like get a contract with them. But he performed well enough that he can take the tape of this to almost any major promotion and say, hey. I'm developmental, at least. I'm developmental, <laughs> you know. Um, I mean, if you're NWA and you get a chance for Junior Dos Santos to come in and wrestle, um, you you figure out who's your best hand to lead him through a match. You know, yeah. all this, can you can you lead them through a great match or or you decide someone else? I, I would, don't care. I would even argue they did better than Jake Hager. Hager has to protect himself still, though. <laughs> oh, because he still fights? Yeah, he's still yeah. Bellator. Oh, mm-hmm. snap. His, okay. his matches are less less often because he's not in the title picture. Yeah. Because Let, of this. 
less right. often and not against like the big names, right? That's uh, I in the end, he's undefeated in Bellator mostly because he fights Rubes. Um, he's a draw, yeah, for sure. But, anyways, um, so match of the night, all of that stuff, great pay per view. I think all of us would say if you have not watched AEW Full Gear yet, first of all. Um, your congratulations on being spoiled for everything. You shouldn't have. Why? Why did you watch all of this to hear? If you had, I don't I, see, but I don't know because they'll be like, I gotta go see that Swanton. I gotta go see that Shooting Star Press. I mean, oh my god, tax in his mouth. No, I agree. I don't. I don't believe in spoilers. Like I looked up the event on my way home from Hamilton. I was like, who who won each match? So I knew the outcomes of all of these matches. It's still. There's always news. There's always, always news. news. So I, I'm, I'm just saying, if you're one of those people who hasn't watched Full Gear yet and you wanted to be surprised, why did you get all the way through this podcast? You, we said at the beginning, you should watch it. <laughs> shut up. Watch this later, and shut it off. I mean, it's too late now. But for the next, I mean, by all, yeah, next time. But always like, time. share, and subscribe. Yes, either way. Exactly. Like, share, and but subscribe. The appropriate sequence is pay per view. This show, Tatnisco Podcast Network. Yes, that's the appropriate. that's the appropriate sequence. Exactly, but we are going to go ahead and wrap things up for this. Um, we did manage to keep this review shorter than the actual pay per view. Um, we have not always done that, so yay for yeah, us. That's valid. Um, us. I mean, I think we're all still tired from the pay per view, so that we, might have we are. Well, we're it. still tired from lots of things. Uh, DA Fabe is really tired from uh church lock in and um, scouts lock in, scouts lock in, scouts lock in. Um, oh, I'm tired from dealing with family and and Hamilton and, <laughs> and and nerves of getting ready for a new job and a totally new field for me. So, uh, um, are you suiting up tomorrow or is it polo? Uh, polo business casual. Um, so polo and Nice pants. Raw and order and... business casual. No, this no, that's the cutoff. Yeah, <laughs> raw, raw and order business casual is poo bearing it. That's uh, um, I but I cannot get away with that at the office. raw and order business casual, baby. That's right, baby. Um, but yes, make sure to check all of the links in the doobly doos down below. Um, you're going to have links to Tatnus Co. We talked about that before, but also links to our Patreon, our merch store, all of our social medias, all the ways you can support us there. Like, share, and subscribe is the easiest way to support us. It takes 30 seconds out of your life and doesn't cost you a dime to share this on social media so other people listen to it. Join us on the live stream. I know it's late. Um, you know, maybe, maybe with my new job we can start maybe moving this a little earlier i don't know oh, if it's going to work better for dfa at all at any point but but uh the nice thing with my new job is it might give me some some flexibility <laughs> on moving this uh live stream a bit but join us on the live stream comment all of that stuff uh help us out there but like share and subscribe that's the big thing you can also Follow us on the social media. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU, just like it says right there, Raw and Order WBU, or at Pissant Podcast on uh, Facebook because I don't know, didn't let me do Raw and Order WBU. But the Raw and Order WBU on pretty much anything else TikTok, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all of that stuff. You can follow DA Fabe at 
Uh, the guy who's trying to find your Sasha Bear Bear. Sasha Bear oh, Bear. The A. Vincent K. Finn. I was looking for your Sasha Bear Bear. But you oh, I can bring it up. You have a Sasha Bear Bear? I haven't, I haven't got, got it yet, but I, I have it, the page up. So. Oh, yeah. Pull it up. So, yeah. The Vincent K. Finn. Sorry. It's right, right there. <laughs> and then I was also, you know, looking for JLB. I can't see him in the podcast. I... I, I, I thought you were just oh, mocking me. I was. It's true. <laughs> it's mostly just true. mocking him. Just mostly. But so. I was like, oh, he was actually looking at something. Oh, I'm not going to be mean. Then I'm like, no, yeah. this fucker's mocking me. The Sasha Bear Bear. <laughs> you can get it now. It, it'll arrive in time for Christmas. Sasha Bear. Is, is, there, is there a white one? Um. Yes. You can get racist. Oh. Nice. The white Sasha. Bear. Wow, <laughs> that does sound kind of racist, but it's just because with the colors, I feel like the white would have been better. But hmm. nice. I actually like it. I actually like it better on a dark background because then you get to see the glitter I put behind her. But if yeah. you want to, you can also put it on red. Can you, you, can never can you change the color of said bear? No, you cannot change the color of the bear. Who's racist now? Jesus, what's wrong with a brown bear? See, see, see the glitter on the background there, right? Uh, I just, yeah. I don't, I don't think the glitter on the background of the Sasha Bear shows up as much on the white. Mm. It it but shows but up but okay but on but the but red, but I just think, I just think well, the black I mean, shows up better. Purple and red don't go good, so they don't. I not... I wish I had a choice in another color for shirt for the bears, but right now there's just the three. But uh, you I don't. Could, you don't. I could change the color from for her uh, suit. So like this for the red one, it would look nice if you're gonna get it. <laughs> well, it, then I'd have to mul upload multiple different image files, and they wouldn't show up together. So you'd have to go back and find the. Oh, here's the red exclusive version of Sasha Bear Bear. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. I didn't realize you were lazy. My bad. Wow. Okay. I'm trying <laughs> so to make it convenient for my customers. So occasionally you have people show up on the podcast that you couldn't see like this. You couldn't mm -hmm. see it in the whole podcast. And so maybe you want to give them a, who the fuck is this podcast yeah. bear? Hey, who the fuck is this shirt? Yeah, let's let's find a, who the fuck is this bear? Who the fuck is this? Mm -hmm. I, I really want just a plethora of who the fuck is this bears behind me. Mm -hmm. Scroll down. Uh, shirts. It's probably bear. I'm gonna bet it's on the bear. on the last page. Uh, there's the who the fuck is this dog? Here's the who the fuck is this bear? Who the fuck is this? And you can get it in red. But then it's who, who the, the fuck is this? Is this <laughs> the the fuck who shows up a little this? bit better in person because it's outlined in black. It's just hard to see on the big one. Who, is who this? the fuck is this? <laughs> um, or you can get it. Who the fuck is this? So if you want something white, who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is that? So we also have on our podcast. We also you can follow JLB at <coughs> JLB420. Real Talk Radio, though, is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8, anchor.fm slash RTR. And uh, 
yeah uh spotify on apple on all of them so whatever platform you like to listen to that's where you can catch me certainly you can also at da vincent k fabe for being a piece of shit to people who have visual impairments so by all means visual impairments first of all second of all there's not a person on this podcast that doesn't have visual impairment second of all where the fuck is your beard uh yeah, I didn't have my beard on Tuesday either, but like you thanks for noticing. Uh, well, you weren't visible. Uh, it's no shave November, bud. Care about men's yeah. well, uh, In fact, next we'll person we'll to buy it, who the fuck is this bear? We'll donate those proceeds to uh men's cancer research. Sounds both like a plant. Both dollars. Yeah, both of them. Both dollars. Uh. Do you get a haircut, bud? I can also see maybe a haircut there. No, no, it's just no beard. It's just. I got me a bit of a haircut, mostly just on the side. You still have the mop on top? I still have the mop on top, yes. Um, But I needed the sides to look good for the Zoom interview for the job that I got. So you're going to go to work with a ponytail tomorrow? I'm probably not going to ponytail it, but it's going to (laughs) be slicked back. Wait, are you actually going in house or just. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is fucking. Yeah. This is a fucking job job. Job job. I actually have to go there. Oh, snap. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So he can't well, wear I mean, you have to go to your other job job before. Yeah. Yeah. I won't be able to wear this shirt or this hat there. Um, and I, w- I certainly won't be able to wear a who the fuck is this shirt. Um, <laughs> I mean, you could under your shirt. You could. Yeah, under it's an undershirt. Underneath your arms, you're a uh, podcaster now. Or, but, I mean, if you really don't know the person, it'd be great. Hey, uh, sir, uh, who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is this? <laughs> that's that's your uh, boss of the company. Oh, ah, now that's who the fuck that is. Side note, that actually happened at my non-kayfabe job when a oh, no. new um, general manager for the entire place came in. One of the underling managers at the same level that I'm at, not me in a different department, but not me, um, said, uh, so who the fuck are you and why am I supposed to care when he introduced himself? Oh, dude. he's not there anymore. He was, he was, he was, he was, he was only there for about three weeks. <laughs> oh, was he actually fired because of that or they didn't uh, I just, you know, sucking. Oh, just yeah. sucking. Okay. Yeah. Just sucking. It's never good to um, suck. I mean, unless but I mean, you can't suck and say, Who the fuck are you? Right. Why am I supposed to care to your new boss? Definitely not. And yes. suck at the same time. You better be pretty phenomenal when you do that. <clears throat> yes. Exactly. You know what? You, you just really, shouldn't do it. You, you, you got to be really phenomenal. I mean, uh, you got to be Kenny Omega when you yeah. look at yeah. Tony Khan and say, Who the fuck are you and why should I care? Yeah. Ryan Reynolds walking into to, uh, the new movie. Yeah, I, I am. The, who the fuck is this? Well, I'm the producer. Well, I'm fucking Ryan Reynolds. So my name's Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, who the fuck is Steven Spielberg? <laughs> <laughs> I love that you that your mic is set up perfect for it to give like a significant echo. When you, <laughs> hey, who the fuck is Steven Spielberg? <laughs> and, and just before anyone, I I know who Steven Spielberg is. I mean, it's a joke, right? 
Uh, fucking E.T. ruined my life as a child. Mostly what? from crying. Because it was fucking... I was like... Aah! Oh, you were sad. Okay. It ruined my life. Oh. I thought you were like afraid of aliens because yeah. of it or something. No, uh, fun fun fact. E.T. does never... Never in E.T. does he say E.T. phone home. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Where was that from then? Uh, he says E.T. home phone <laughs> and our brains are dumb and remember it is phone home well no i am your father is what's yeah. actually said yep luke vader <laughs> never says luke father. i am your father um it always has been the Bernstein bears <laughs> always uh anyways before you so go it's not Berenstein. Nope, it's always been the Berenstain Bears. Um, but before we go down that hole, let's go ahead and end this here podcast. So we've already told you where you can follow us on the social media. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe uh, because that's a great way to support us. Um, yeah. If you aren't already subscribed to us, do that. Um, you can follow us on all the things. Let us know. Join us for the live streams. Uh, because we'd love to have you there. Um, or you can watch it on the replay on both Facebook or uh, YouTube or now on Twitter. Um, so you can watch it there. Or you can continue to get it on the you know audio version only because it's still going to be up there. But on that note, we're going to go ahead and close the book on this review of AEW Full Gear 2021. Thank you all for listening. We will see you soon. <laughs>